The following content isn't even real. This is uh, everything you're experiencing is all a figment, a figment of Kanye West's imagination. Shit. Start the show. All this shit. I would not like to be a part of his imagination. <laughs> How do I opt out? It's like the worst edit version of Dark City oh. of all time. One star. Do not recommend. <laughs> oh, the worst possible version of the metaverse. Where all this is just Kanye. Mm, mm, mm. Um, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And I am Chet Hanks' Trinidadian accent. <laughs> On the come up. <laughs> oh, man. That is the true mark of white exceptionalism. Boy, I tell you. I t- <laughs> we gonna get our, I, I haven't decided if we're going to really, get, really, really get our bars off about the season of Atlanta here on Patreon. I have not decided. Um, we will keep up with the episodes probably publicly uh, for free, but uh, I, I, I'm at the point where I'm wondering if we need to do like an, an Atlanta retrospective since it's coming to an end. Well, they got, they got one more season after this one. Well, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm, I, and again, I'm just very like, I'm always very enthralled by what, Donald Glover does over there, and this season seems to be the 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 best expression of what I call the Donald Glover verse, mm-hmm. and how things look in the Donald Glover verse. It's like Bizarro World. Well, I'm curious to see. I don't, I don't know what he has planned after Atlanta, but you know, and and people can hate me for saying this. Now that he's kind of venturing into his Jordan Peele esque, um phase of story writing in Atlanta I would be curious to see if the next phase is like Twilight Zone for nigga shit you know I did I never watched the Jordan Peele version of Twilight Zone but I I would imagine like the the Twilight Zone for nigga shit would be like every other episode of Atlanta this season they they had that I didn't watch it all but they had that I I do remember there was some uh installments that had that little degree of Black Twilight Zone kind of bizarro shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how I feel about what what about what Glover's doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I am I am curious about what he has to say creatively post Atlanta. Um, definitely in the music. Yeah, because that last album was a bop, but all of the marketing around it was odd. Like for a while, all the I don't know if this is still correct, but uh, on Spotify, but all the songs were like timestamps, which was just weird. And it was just I was like, 
he got his, all of his marketing from Lost. Like, it was mm. just very odd. Anyway, um, it is episode, is it 180? 180. It is 180. You've done a complete turnaround. God damn. We have to start. We have to start asking real questions about like what we're gonna do for two hundred. The answer is most likely get drunk. Let's see. Most likely at, at this pace, yeah, it'll happen before the end of the year. So, because outside is, oh, it's probably I'm most likely tail end of the summer. I think it'll be in the fall. It'll be in the fall. Yeah. Probably October-ish. I'm so used to it being the, like the in the like the in the summer, but yeah, probably October. Um, yeah, we gonna get fucked up. I I sense it. Um, well, I will I will most likely get fucked up. Um, yeah. So if you if y'all have any suggestions locally, Houston people, um, not fifty fifteen. No, no, no. No, not, not turkey leg cut because it's a minimum of $100 for two people. <laughs> no, basically, preferably not anywhere on black people's Alameda. <laughs> um, not doing it fifty fifteen, and not doing a turkey leg cut. Not paying $20 for a watered down uh, G&T. Um, 50-15 used to be my spot. Um, we're not doing it there. This time. This is not it. Mm. This is not it. No, not happening. Uh, suggestions, though, we're open. Uh, let us know. Um, how was your week, D. Randall? Were we? We're, we recorded last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. Yes, um, we did. I don't know. Uh, this week was a blur. Ah. Yeah, that was good. I mean, it was... I don't know, man. It was just it was just a blur. I watched every a lot day of, is Monday. I watched a lot of basketball, um, and that was about it. Stayed sober. Did you watch the draft? No, no, I couldn't no. do it. I I don't. I honestly don't watch any college football at all, and haven't in years. So I would yeah. have no idea who any of these people are. I'm I'm still slightly informed, but I. This it it's harder and harder to invest myself. Like I can watch football, but it's harder to invest myself in the events surrounding football. Yeah, just knowing the sinister, just knowing now the sinister nature behind these things, and I can't get it out of my head that episode of Game Theory where Bamani Jones is basically like, "Can we just abolish the draft altogether? What are we doing at this point?" Um, I wholeheartedly agree with him. I, I there's no part of it that doesn't resemble to to someone who knows that doesn't resemble the slave trade. slave auction. Yeah, I mean that that part the 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 visuals around it have never looked good to me. Um, now, in terms of actually drafting people, I think it's a fair way of of. At, at least at their best, trying to build equity on teams. Sure. But I've, especially over the last several years, I haven't really been interested in watching most drafts of most sports just because it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of folks walking up on stage and effectively, like, having someone show how, how good their teeth look yep. and, and, and making notes on their bone structure. 
uh, for millions and millions of dollars. I I just and the act of adding people to a team to me is just it's no longer interesting. I just want to get to the games. Right. Let's see how this shit pans out. There, right. To me, there's no consequence with the, of, of the of me watching the draft. Sure, for for betting people, it's exciting. Oh, let's yeah. see where this person will land. Oh, yeah, he went with my favorite team, or we didn't get the one we wanted. Okay, that's cool. Right. But I, my time could be better spent watching like Moon Knight a second time or something. <laughs> um, before we get into the shit, how are you enjoying Moon Knight? We haven't had to talk. So, I so the short answer is I really like it. Same. The first. The first few episodes, I was like, man, I like it, but I wish I could see more of the actual Moon Knight. And Scott Woods had that same criticism, and I have bars for that, actually. Keep going. But then when I saw this most recent episode, episode five, and it, and it dives into the history of his uh, dissociative disorder, right? I was like, actually, I take that back. I actually enjoy that Marvel is making a movie that's not centered around a person being a superhero. And it's actually more character-driven. Right. And it just so happens that Oscar Isaac's character, who has this particular disorder, just happens to have these powers and abilities or whatever that right. was bestowed upon him. And immediately, I like that, that episode alone made the series much more interesting for me because it, it really shows, like, okay, here's a depth of character that we're seeing in a Marvel series that we probably have not seen before. Right. Most other people that we're introduced to, especially the ones in, in the movies, because movies are a different monster altogether, they come out swinging for the most part. You know, yeah. the, the first time we saw most of the characters in the movies, with the exception of maybe Iron Man, they came out swinging. Right. Uh, it was superhero. It was typical superhero fare. Right. And then you, you, you started to see development over the course of, of years with those characters. This one is a little this one hits a little different and they make the best use of Oscar Isaac's phenomenal acting ability. They do. And the other thing is cuz Scott Woods pointed out that there wasn't a lot that we hadn't seen a lot of Moon Knight. And he and I think his I think his remark was I doubt anybody's buying comics from Mark Spector. To be fair, as someone who is who has purchased his weight in comics um, throughout his life. There's not a lot of people buying comics from Moon Knight either. So when you have a C and D list character like Moon Knight, mm -hmm. it behooves you to build that character. And I think what this season, if we see it, if we see another season of this, they're building that character because mm -hmm. no one's because no one's heard of this guy, so they're establishing a baseline. So for the collective consciousness, and there's a difference. There's a slight difference that, that speaks to exactly what you're saying. I've I've gone on record as saying Moon Knight has been one of my favorite characters in the comics. Same. The one difference, and it's a subtle difference, but it's been the difference in perception for me is. As the Mark Spector character is going through this whole dissociative, you know, identity disorder thing, in the comics, it's happening while he's in costume. Correct. So that, and that's why I say I'm, I'm more used to seeing the the costumed version of the character going through all these things. But I also realize that that doesn't necessarily work in a television medium 
because you don't get the expressiveness that Oscar Isaac has as a character in, in, in his face and, and really and really get to see how he as a person is affected by this. That but, and you're just going to get critics saying, oh, he's, so he's Batman but crazy. Right. Which is the way that I described it to most people who were trying to figure out what Moon Knight was. Right. Um, knowing that that was very, it was understating the nuance by a mile. But I think people... People, anyone, everyone that I know who's watched this show has gotten right. What 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 makes this character unique? Also, the other thing is you have to do something. I don't think I don't think it would do this show what they're doing justice to just have a bunch of superhero beat the shit out of everybody because they've established that this Moon Knight is super powered and bulletproof. That that in this context gets repetitive after immediately. Mm-hmm. So you have to use that sparingly. Yeah. Um, so I like the direction they've gone, especially in these past couple episodes. Um, also, salute to... This is the most I've ever given a fuck about Ethan Hawke. So salute to him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't say it's the most that I've cared about him, but it's... I, I, it, I won't say it's the it, most, but I can't think of another movie where I was like, Ethan Hawke is fucking killing it. I keep accidentally calling him Kevin Bacon, though. Same. <laughs> exact same. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Nerding out. Okay. Shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? What the, especially after that overview of Moon Knight. Sorry? What the fuck are y'all doing? Apologies to anyone that we scared away. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> All the pussy dried up. Well, no, I take that back because I know several women where Oscar Isaac has the complete opposite effect. So um, they're probably still here. Um, Shout out to the new listeners, the old listeners, the first times, the long times, the last times. Uh, Glad y'all are here, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever podcasts are circulated. Could have been anywhere. You decide to be here. Uh, yo bad. Hmm. So, um, to start off giving flowers to people while they're here, I want to take a small detour from how I usually give out flowers. I usually do this whole thing about community and, uh, people out there doing the work and shit like that. I'm giving flowers to Marlon Wayans. Oh, reason being flowers go to Marlon Wayans this week because if you're old enough, most of the people listening to this podcast are old enough. You remember a time when Marlon Wayans was considered the least of the Wayans hierarchy. When and everybody knew everybody knew Sean. Everybody thought Sean was the superior one was the superior of the two, and nobody gave a fuck about Marlon. All the true. women all the women thought Sean was the good looking Wayans. Um Nobody really thought of Marlon Wayans. The most I thought of Marlon Wayans back in the day was him being in G.I. Joe. He was the goofy baby brother. For, Correct. For quite some time. And Sean was was and still is the unfunny one. <laughs> that's the one thing that's been consistent about Sean. He has always been the least funny Wayans. It is true. I cannot think of a funny Sean Wayans moment. I really can't. I can't think of like even even think I I was a big fan of Wayne's Brothers show. 
I cannot think of a, a moment on the Wayans Brothers where he was just bars. And when you look at it, Marlon was really just for was spoon fed all the funny moments. Marlon and John Witherspoon. And we did not appreciate them at all. Even Kim Wayans has some funny has some funny moments in her yeah. career. Yeah. My favorite shit. It's not that it's not that funny, but was her in a low down dirty shame. Mm-hmm. When Keenan when 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 Keenan calls and tells her that she won some radio contest and she's like a she's like a clerk at some fucking clothing store yep. and the and the white lady this this appeals to the customer service with me. The white list after the white lady's still trying to decide on some scarf and she just goes, Oh, get it to go, bitch. Come on. <laughs> so I can go get this money. Uh, even she has funny moments. Sean has no funny moments. None. Sean has no slaps. None. If you put in a Sean Wayans like radio on Spotify, actually, I disagree. Okay, okay. What it, we got? What we got? He was actually hilarious watching him pretend to be a DJ on In Living Color. <laughs> <laughs> DJ SW One. SW One. You show right. That always cracked me up because I was like, "That nigga's not DJing." <laughs> you would not lie. Oh man! And now I just look at Marlon Wayans. Jennifer Lopez had a bigger come up than him on that show. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man! Oh man! Was Rosie Perez a fly girl? Nah. What did Rosie Perez do? She was on. I mean, she was notable for her her scene and, and do the right thing. You know, was she had Soul Train. Was she on Soul Train? She may. She have was been. on Soul Train. I she think. may have been. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's what it was. She was on Soul Train. Yeah. Um, I was just I was just having a real con- a real conversation on social media earlier in the week um, about how we have not had enough conversations just as a culture and as black men. About how Rosie Perez can still get it today. I, that was the only reason I kept sitting through that Birds of Prey bullshit. I, I, I had a sizable crush on her back in the day. Mar, uh, man, Rosie Perez. It, was, it, it wasn't even just that she was fine. It's just that something came across about her as so fucking real. Like, and and it just, and it goes, and it. It it lends itself to her, the level of performance that she was giving, and that maybe we didn't appreciate when we were younger. Um, like white men can't jump. Mm-hmm. I related the fuck to that to to that relationship. Yeah, everybody had a had a Billy and Gloria. Even if you were not the Billy and Gloria in your circle of friends, you knew them. They gonna fight over some. They gonna fight over money. Mm-hmm. She gonna leave. She'll be back. She'll be back tomorrow. Yep. And there was something so relatable about everything Rosie Perez did. So I, I yeah, had a huge crush on her. She, she still played the role of Rosie Perez. Correct. Correct. But she did it well. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 that's a hard distinction to make. But she did it well. Yep. So, yeah. Anyway. But <clears throat> I, I said all this about Marlon Wayans to say that I see him now and he, like, He's a grown man. And he doesn't look like the goofy younger brother. And that's kind of the how it works being the goofy younger brother. Yeah. Is that people don't see that right away until you really grow into yourself and really just get into your bag. 
And I was watching uh, HBO. It was it was some special on HBO Max where he was bringing out a bunch of up and coming or just kind of hot right now comedians. One of which was Tony Baker. Mm-hmm. I am not a fan of Tony Baker's stand up. Let me just. I just want to put that out there. I, I that was the first time I've seen him do stand up. I'm not a fan. I like the IG shit. He should just keep doing that. Yeah. And making appearances on Black Lady Sketch Show or whatever. Um, so he comes out and he was like, I'm really, he was like, I really want to, I'm really, I'm really tripping. Like I look back on my career and I have produced hella movies. Many of which are probably bullshit, but <laughs> yeah. But just be just have, getting to be in that production bag and getting to control your content, and him looking like a grown man and having and having shit that people praise him for now. Everybody's really saluting him for his appearance in Bel Air, um, and really giving him his flowers now. Um, and I just I I think that's I think that's awesome that he's in his shit now. Yeah, I mean I I legit I legit started taking him seriously. When I saw Requiem for a Dream. And that oh, was, yes. Yeah, and that was the first time that I saw him outside of his, his comedy shtick. Uh, and I was like, this Jared Leto? Yeah, Jared Leto was in it, Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now, mm-hmm. now I'm there. I'm there. Um, and I, I was like, damn, he's actually a legit good actor. He's in his shit. I didn't want to see him butt-ass naked, but I was like, well, no. he, he's a legit good actor. Good for him. And I remember when, and granted, this is this is this is not this is more bad casting than anything. So this is not a diss to him. Mm-hmm. But I remember when there was talk about um, with Neil Cross about an American version, an American remake of Luther. Remember, what? remember, what? remember when they were trying to like remake <laughs> um, the American version of British shit, like Broadchurch? No. They did that. Like they did Broad Church and then they did the, the American Broad Church and somehow for some reason David Tennant was in both of them for some reason. And <laughs> which I, I think the office is probably the last thing that, that was adapted from British T V that worked for me. That went well. Um and that was only because they were able to carve out their own Correct. Because that first season of the American Office, I was like, Y'all are doing the exact same shit as the British one and they did it funnier. Right. Right. And we Ricky. do not need to see an American version of Luther. And Marlon Wayans was on the short list. No. To play John Luther. Especially now. Not. No. Especially <laughs> let me, not. Let me, let, me, let me say that again. I am not a proponent <laughs> of, of an American Luther or of Marlon Wayans doing that. But the fact that he was in his bag to a point where some where such a dramatic role, somebody said, well, Marlon Wayans kind of doing something. You know, let's let's talk to him. See what that's about. Mm-mm. Again, no. <laughs> I just I want to make that clear because somebody will take that the wrong way on this podcast and decide that Oz is out here trying to go for this American version of perfectly good British shit. First of all, Idris has not aged out of John Luther. No, there's nothing wrong with Idris to where he can't play John Luther right now. As a matter of fact, I think they're just finishing up the movie. Like, there was a lot of places the Luther Universe was ready to go. They were going to do an Alice Morgan show. I would have watched that shit. I would have watched that. 
Um, but she did, then they start America and a few they started snapping her up for shit. Yep. Um and she ended up doing um oh, what is it now? What is it called? Um the HBO show Oh, it's the, not, not uh, the affair. No, no, no. Uh Dark Materials. Oh. Yeah, the show I'll probably never watch. Which is not bad. Oh. Not bad at all. Maybe I will watch it. It's not bad. It's not it, it's not the Game of Thrones killer they want it to be. But it's not bad. It's it's entertaining. I it, the whole cast is good. Lin 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 Manuel Miranda is in it, and he's pretty good. And there's a lot of there's a lot singing, of people you'll recognize. Is he singing or rapping? No. Okay. Absolutely not. I may watch it. James McAvoy's in. He's always good and shit. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, salute to Marlon Wayans, man. Uh, hit him with the air horns, please. That is not it. That is not it. Hit him with the air. That's such an ironic fail. Hit him with the air. Hit Marlon Wayans with the air horns, please. There we go. Wonderful. That was so appropriate. <laughs> um, going right into humans ain't shit. Um, so I so with outside being open again or becoming open. It's open. It's open. Yeah. Um, I was I was actually explaining to somebody at work what we talked about here, which is what at some point there is just a psychological thing among the collective consciousness where everybody decides the thing is just over. Yeah, I, I was I was talking about that a while ago. Like most all pandemics have ended with a with a social ending, where society at large has just decided that it was over. And, and you know how Memorial Day is is the unofficial start of summer. Oh shit! Coachella was the unofficial start of outside. You said, yeah, that's true. I saw people that I never see at anything. Yeah, uh, going live from Coachella. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're you're probably right. Um, and with that, I think people are some people now are getting their lives back. I would say. Um, hopefully, in the next month or two, I will be one of them. Um, the pandemic hit a lot of people hard. Mm. It it hit society at large hard, and I I can only speak for what I see of people in my community. There are a lot of people that are in this kind of oh I'm 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 manifesting I'm manifesting getting I'm, I'm manifesting being in my being in my this being my time of of propriety and and and. And and getting in my money bag and my finances and this is this is my time to shine this kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is cool I guess. Sounds great. Sounds cool, but for some reason something bug something about it bugged me and I had to really analyze with myself and what about that bugged me. And honestly, I think that black people in particular have this thing where we like to overcorrect. What do I mean by overcorrecting? Um it used to it used to come in the form of I grew up poor. I'm never going back to that shit. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I've never looked at it that way personally because even when I was poor I was happy. Right. Here's the wild part about that that whole I grew up poor conversation. Most people when they 
when, when you're children, you don't really realize what you don't have. Well, that's true, too. And I think as people get older and they start to realize what they had and what they didn't have, didn't have, that's when a lot of people say, oh, I grew up poor. Right. Because I didn't have the things that I may have now, and I, but I just didn't, I just, I guess, took that for granted. It didn't occur to me. Back when I didn't know. So we, we got to, we got to, that, that's always been a weird dynamic to me is that everyone feels like they grew up poor. Right. 99% of y'all just grew up middle class. And even then, middle class, you grew up middle class for black people. Middle mm. class for white people looked way different. And a lot of y'all went to integrated schools. So it looked very different for some of y'all. A lot of them were in the same boat too. This is also true. We don't talk, and we don't talk about that enough. Yeah. Now, having said all that, that's how it used to look. That's what that's what overcorrecting used to look like. I, I grew up poor, so I have trigger issues about this, that, and the third. Or you see one of the re, one of the extreme situations where somebody really grew up poor, and those stories sound very different. You know, there were t- there were times when you know your mom had to explain to you why the lights are going to be off for the next for the next four days, mm-hmm. or there were times when. You had to make the most of what was in the what was in the the, the kitchen, right? And that sounds very different because when you're talking about middle class and struggling versus poor, yes. So you get a lot of overcorrecting there. I grew up that way. I'm not going back to that, and I'm not going to have that for my family, right? What it sounds like now to me. Sounds a lot. It, it 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 it's it's a lot different, especially with social media. Have you ever have you ever really followed somebody on social media when they overnight became an entrepreneur or their version of an entrepreneur? I when you say become, <laughs> I've followed people who have stated that they are that now they are an, an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. <laughs> um, the the actual state of becoming one is a little bit grayer. Than one might believe. Oh, you've seen the live where they go on. Hey, guys, it's four in the morning. I just got off a really, a, a really good conference call. And I just want to say, man, God is great. And, you know, I'm just really fortunate to be doing this and in, in doing it for myself. And, oh, look, look, I just I just got Oh, I just got a text. Uh, from my partner in Mogadishu, I just made ten. I just made ten thousand more dollars. So um, you can do this. You can all do this. And if you want to know how I'm doing it, if you want to know how I came into this 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 glory, click the link. Click the link in the description. <laughs> DM me for more details. Uh, that bullshit, yawn. That bullshit. And Yawn. it's also it is it is overcorrecting. It's overcorrecting because now you're doing what you feel like white people are doing. And I always have this thing about ever since we started this podcast about bougie black shit. Things that white people have had access to for generations that black people are just starting to get access to, and now they don't know how to act. And everybody gets in their bag now. Now, oh God, they 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 do they do this shit. But imagine that for someone selling waist trainers, or someone selling eyelashes, hmm. 
Um, or it, back in my back in my day, it was energy drinks. Oh man, every bullshit job I had, I had somebody trying to get me into the energy drink business. And most of all the energy drinks they tried to sell are probably still on ongoing class action suits for fraud on some level. I just want y'all to stop. Some of y'all might get mad at me. I want y'all to stop confusing like multi-level marketing schemes <laughs> as you being an entrepreneur. You're, you're part of an, an umbrella scheme. Correct. Let's just let's just put it there. Mm. Also, before you b- before you continue, mm-hmm. I just want to put a note in there when you said multi-level marketing scheme. Mm-hmm. I want black people. I cannot say this strongly enough. I want black people to come up with a to come up with a way to promote prosperity and for people to make money and and break into entrepreneurship in ways that don't sound like fraud. Yeah. Here's a quick hint. If your success depends on 10 other people doing the same thing you do and you getting the cut of them, it's a pyramid scheme. It's true. So, it's true. Not even actually doing anything, just signing up with you. Mm-hmm. Fraud. NFTs. Fraud. Scam. Obviously, <laughs> just just think. You're buying. Remember those trading cards that some of them you might get the special hologram joint. Yeah. And you get the hologram joint of uh, like Storm or Bishop from the X Men in your comic book trading cards, and they would convince you that they'd be worth them. They'd be worth a million dollars, and some of y'all have them to this day, and they are worth none of that. Fraud. I'm just saying that's what that's what y'all are doing with NFTs. That's what NFTs are. They are digital hologram trading cards. I'm just saying. Anyway, anyway, I just want y'all to act like y'all been somewhere. Act like you've been somewhere. Oh, I ain't never had this, and you know, I, I, you know, life is short, so I'm gonna show out now. That's fine. Could you imagine how douchey that is for other people to be around? I feel like nobody ever thinks of that. There was a person on social media who had this post that said. It's lonely. It's lonely at the top, and they go. So it was lonely at the bottom too. It didn't have to be. It didn't have to be. It didn't have to be. I. There are plenty of people who are at the bottom who are not lonely. It's because they're not fucking assholes. That is correct. That's that's that is the key core part of that scenario. Is that you can do all these things? You can reach prosperity. You can you can get into you can get into your bag of abundance. You can get in your bag of enjoying life. This, that, and the third, without being an intolerable piece of shit. And I don't understand. Well, no, I part of me understands why. And one maybe maybe this might have to be a Patreon subject that I'm not even going to delve into right now. But I have my ideas about when people just completely f- decide to forego humility altogether. Right. Um, 
But y'all are definitely not ready for that discussion. That is a paywall discussion. Um, what is the song of the week? I I have had this podcast for quite some time. Was it that BJ joint? Yes. Yeah. I have not. I have not played BJ the Chicago Kid on here. BJ the Chicago Kid is definitely an underrated name out here that does not get his that does not get his flowers at all. So he's going to get them today. Mm-hmm. This is BJ the Chicago Kid featuring Buddy and Chance the Rapper. Damn, Chance is on there. <laughs> Still a good song, regardless. Still a good song, regardless. <laughs> This is called church. <laughs> uh, pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a great podcast today. And we're going to be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. She says she want to drink, do drugs, and have sex tonight. But I got church in the morning, church in the morning She says she wanna drink, do drugs and have sex tonight But I got church in the morning, church in the morning Hopefully we can go to heaven, I pray Hopefully we can go to heaven, cause I'm staying Hopefully we can go to heaven, I pray Hopefully we can go to heaven Cause I'm staying, I'm staying Amazing grace It's hard to say no when it's looking so good In my face Girl, all them curves got me on the swerve When I'm trying to drive straight If you caught me on another day, baby girl I probably would have took that cake Cause every nigga love birthday cake And every time I come around I can tell you be looking at me Tell you be wondering if I'm really loving what I say. It'll be wrong if you get along because I know me. Still, I try to be strong. Say, be the G on, but she ain't trying to hear me. She says she want to drink, do drugs, and have sex tonight. But I got church in the morning, church in the morning. She says she want to drink, do drugs, and have sex tonight. But I got church in the morning, church in the morning Trouble in my way Whispered in my ear, she ain't had good Since last May And she know I could change all that if I want to Right now today Straight put in a place Make her ass wanna stay Now I can never get away Cause every time I come around I can tell you be looking at me Tell you be wondering if I'm really loving what I say. It'd be wrong if you get along because I know me. Still, I try to be strong. Say, be the G on, but she ain't trying to hear me. 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 She ain't but I got church in the morning, church in the morning. She says she wanna drink, do drugs, and have sex tonight. But I got church in the morning, church in the morning. Hopefully we can go to heaven. I pray. Hopefully we can go to heaven. Cause I'm staying.
can go to heaven. I pray. Hopefully we can go to heaven. We can go to heaven. Cause I'm staying. I'm staying. Out of hell in a fur coat. Walls like jerk coat. Pussy like her you go. Loud like church folk, heavy like workload. How you like Mercos? Never sang Kirk F. Bang like Kirk Go. Ankle like Kirk came back like dirt rose. She always get in her own way. When I try, she always say, Hey, I don't wanna get saved. Don't wanna be saved. Pray that one of these days she'll wanna be a. Keep my head up. I wrapped the silver around the cloud. I went to Junior Church, little children running around. I like what he gave you. I'm just trying to save you. I got something saved up in case you come around. She says she wanna drink through drugs and have sex tonight. But I got church in the morning, church in the morning. She says she wanna drink through drugs and have sex tonight. But I got church in the morning, church in the morning. Hopefully we can go to heaven. I pray. Hopefully we can go to heaven. Cause I'm staying. Hopefully we can go to heaven. I pray. Hopefully we can go to heaven. Cause I'm staying. I'm staying. Hopefully we can go to heaven. Walls like jerk coat, pussy like her, you go. Hopefully we can go to heaven. Loud like church folk, heavy like work How you like work Hopefully we can go to heaven. We can go to heaven. I pray. Hopefully we can go to heaven. We can go to heaven. Cause I'm And that was Church, a BJ Chicago kid featuring Buddy and Chance, the rapper. The funniest thing happened during the break. So we were talking about something completely different. And Randall heard Chance's verse kick in. And he was like, wait a minute, hold on. And... You could tell it. You could tell he felt like it had a rough start, but then you could tell. You know, okay, chances in his bag. You know, I, so so I was like, oh, w- w- did, did it pass? The, did it pass the exam? He was like, I was worried this was going to be an "I love my wife" verse. <laughs> he got he, he got to throw that in every once in a while. I I keep forgetting. Cause that, cause that verse, Chance ate that shit. But I, I got to give it to him on this one. I, yeah, he ate that shit for real. And I, I, I am one of those people where I have like a top three favorite Chance verses as far as features go. Mm. But um, that he will always be remembered for. One of which is Ultra Light Beam. I know you. St- I know this is when you stopped listening to Kanye. <laughs> but Ultra Light Beam was like the. I think it was on. I think it was the first song on Pablo, maybe. And I'm familiar with that one. Oh, okay. That song, I didn't realize. Because I don't, because, you know, I don't have that ear for what goes up live. But when that, when Chance's part comes up in Ultralight Beam, black, white, whatever, everybody sings that shit in unison. There are very few there are very few songs that I know of where the whole crowd 
thousands of people, tens of thousands of people mm-hmm. go completely unanimously up for that shit and sing it word for word in unison that way. Maybe at a Beyonce concert. Yeah. Chance and so Chance gets a lot of respect for me for that. But I forget that he the the stain of that last album and that I love my wife shit, which I didn't have a problem with, a lot of people did, has not washed away from him. Mm-hmm. Chance went from being a name everywhere to not being spoken of at all. And it's not just because of that. I, I understand. The label had a lot to do with that. Right. A lot to do with that. Because the label ain't going to let you go out like that no matter what. And I'm about to get and don't give me the new music that came out. I'm about to get into an example of this. The label's not going to let you go out like that when they invest a certain dollar amount in you. Yeah. They're going to get their money somewhere, somewhere or the other. You're going to hear a chance song from that album in a movie trailer or somewhere. Fam, Lil Nas X, no matter how anybody feels about Lil Nas X, I have not stopped hearing Industry Baby in commercials consecutively for the past year. That shit was on the Olympics commercial. Oh, that's right. That is him. Yeah. Okay. That shit was on the Olympics commercial. The Olympics, that's a bag. And that's a bag that only the that really only the studio and the and the, the label is capable of retrieving for you. And so you can tell when the studio has just washed their hands of you. Which is why I think which is where I think Chance really went under the bus for real. And I can only determine this because this is going into right into new music. I just listened to the Future album this weekend, the new Future album. I never liked you. Is that what it's called? I never liked you, never loved you, some bullshit. I never liked you. Fam, mm-hmm. maybe I don't get Future. Mm. Maybe it's me. I, I really, I, I always keep that in mind as I'm getting older is that I could very likely not understand an artist in the way that that fandom does. I think he's one of those people that people just like ironically. I have to feel that way. Most of the people that we know and and, and speak to are reasonably intelligent people. Very much so. I yeah, guess. I agree. So I, I think if, if you have to like Future, it has to be ironically. The, the, you can't. I, I can't think of anyone who's like, I love what he says. I love his ideas and I, I love what he's about. I can't think of anybody that knows what he says. That's also true. I, I'm, I, I'm just saying. I mean, people like D'Angelo, but they don't know what he says either. Well, at least, well, see, D'Angelo sings in parcel tongue, but it sounds good. Is Future the D'Angelo of rap? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I won't. I won't have that on my podcast. You're not entertaining I, my my I w- salacious. I w- we we don't use that kind of language in front of grandma. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> so maybe I've decided that maybe it's me, and maybe I don't get the hook that is future. Maybe I don't get it 
Because I heard this album. And in addition to being toxic, which I just expect from Future, mm-hmm. this was the most sensitive shit I've ever heard in my life. I And maybe again, I'm missing something because every time I've gone to the Future well and pulled something I enjoyed out, mm-hmm. it was something I could either play Call of Duty to, something I could lift weights to. I think I think Future is like... And I feel like he made the Future version of Drake's Take Care album. Possibly. I, I think future future as an idea is he's like the cilantro or parsley <laughs> of music. He doesn't stand out on his own necessarily, but usually when he's included in something else, he makes it better. That's fair. Like nobody eats cilantro, but they'll eat cilantro rice. That's fair because for all the shit I talk about Future and what a terrible rapper I think he is, I to this day, I could put on Jumpman yeah. And, yeah, and still go hard, the front to back, wall to wall. Jumpman, 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 Jumpman. <laughs> that, is, that is Future's contribution. Nobu, 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 Nobu. I done did it, I in L.A. And wait, the and even then, I thought I was missing something. I was like... It doesn't matter. It, 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 and it does not matter. This album, and maybe maybe Randall can offer a more technical aspect uh, than me just going, I don't get Future. Mm. This was the most sensitive shit I've ever heard from Future. All of this sounded like he was... It, 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 it almost is an R&B album. This sounds like... To me, this album felt like all his baby mamas have finally moved on and are doing better than him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, bitch, I never liked you anyway. <laughs> you know? That's how that's how like all of his all of his exes have realized how toxic he is and they they've decided to completely move on. And now it's just future alone in a in a in a leather jacket standing in the rain. Yeah. Singing Let It Burn. Now that he's caught up on all his payments to him. <laughs> <laughs> Notice the niggas talking about marriage now. <laughs> right. So yeah, it it, it he, he's finally all his all his exes are finally officially doing better off without him. And all so that's why all that all that shit that he was talking about with Elliot Wilson, um, oh, they were all toxic. They just don't want to admit it. That was all lubing people up for this fucking album. Yep. That man. Fusion keep this shit. Uh, now, having said that. I won't say there weren't slaps on this album because, because and I, and, and I make jokes about it being take care, but I clown take care originally and it very much grew on me. Now I love take care. Uh, if you put on crew love, if you put on crew love now, I will belt that shit out. So I'm saying, so I'm saying all this with a grain of salt, but what I heard initially is not what I sign up for with Future. And I wasn't ready for sensitive but still toxic Future. Yeah. Um, having said that, like I said, the Drake joint, um, the, the joint with Drake and Tim's, 
which I suspect we're going to hear all summer long. Probably so. I don't have I I like that. That was a slap. There's a few on here that were slaps. Um, the production level is there. Mm-hmm. The beats are questionable. Well, half and half. It, I'll give them half and half. The the a lot of the album honestly sounded like copy and paste. I I, I didn't have I could not distinguish. By the time I got to like the fourth song, I couldn't really distinguish one song from, from the, the other. other. But you know, also future is a feeling, not an actual person. <laughs> That's the best way. Future is a vibe. Yeah. And I, I keep forgetting that music now, although there are people with strong fucking pen games out here, because and we're gonna get into it next week because Randall has Randall has not heard has not heard either album. I've only heard one uh of the new new music to come out this week. But Kaylani's pen game is still there. Kaylani's pen game is serious. And her vision in production is there. Because what I heard recently, bops all the way through. Mm. And I was all, and what was crazy was I was already, had, and again, not to get too far into the Kaylani bag if, if Randall has not heard it, but I just thought it was funny because... I was having a discussion with a lady friend who we're both very big fans of Sid and Kehlani and Sid's album broken hearts club has a Kehlani feature on it. Uh, some of y'all saw it in my stories. Kehlani bodied that shit. Absolutely front to back. Sid and Kehlani are both wonderful. And it's a wonderful song Bodied that shit. And Kaylani has a, a it has a very unique vulnerability there that not everybody, even the even her counterparts who do it, like Summer Walker and SZA, she doesn't sound like everybody, and she's the least talked about. And then I looked up the next morning, and Kaylani had just snuck an album out. Hmm. I, that's the that's what we're in now. You're just gonna look up, and some more outside music is going to have happened. Cause I'll say that about Future's album it is an outside. It's still an outside album, to a point. It's a yeah. it's a it's a riding around looking for some shit to get into at ten o'clock at night. Album. We will definitely hear. We will definitely see an Insta story where Drake has his top down, and he's on forty five in Houston, belt blasting this shit on the freeway. Yeah, and giving us a and giving us a selfie of that skyline. Um. So yeah, future, and maybe because I've never listened to a future album front to back, and this was my first experience listening to a front to back future album. You love yourself too much. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not missing shit. Yeah, I, I listened to some of Hendrix. Um. But it just felt like a weird experience for a cohesive album project to me. But now that I see the rollout, which I see now is a rollout, the Elliot Wilson shit, the blindfold shit. Oh, God, that blindfold shit. That, that, that cover, that's going to go in meme infamy. Yeah. Maybe the man just wanted to get some sleep. <laughs> 
trouble with future. He always looks sleepy. He well, al- he drinks a lot of lean. Oh, well, that's true too. I was gonna say he always looks sleepy and just and and unaffected and completely removed from the situation. Like I was watching him on here. I go again on ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. And he just looked, was, you know, with somebody like Rob Deerdeck who's just animated and all over the place, and asking him about his tour is like, can you go too hard on a tour? He's like, yeah, you can go too hard. And he spoke and he just talked about everything about like this. He does not laugh. He's he's leaned up. Like, <laughs> I forget. So so is that the character? Yeah, a, a th- I did, I never understood what the character of Future was. A, a third of his lyrics, a third of his lyrics about promethazine, and well, that's true too. He even has a lyric that says something, something, something. I don't drink something. I drink lean. Like oh, that's true. You're right. And if you've been around anyone who's drunk lean a lot, they stay very low key all the time. Yeah, and you know, eventually die. So. He was at the front of that movement, wasn't he? Absolutely. When everybody was like, oh, oh, y'all are just hard on these mumble rappers, but they're actually crying for help because they're on pills. Shit, Lil Baby. That's why Lil Baby sounds like he sounds on the spectrum because he's (laughs) I'm not even being funny. He's drinking copious amounts of of lean. And that's like the slurred speech, the the, you know, the the blank stare. He's. So I'm just going to assume that Kodak Black is on lean. Kodak Black is on the spectrum. (laughs) And I'm being serious. I'm not even making making light of it. There is something something off about him. There is is something genetically or biologically. You mean him grabbing his mama's ass wasn't a clue? His his problems didn't start with drugs. I, I that much I can tell. That that is that is also very true. Um, let's see what else we got going on. We'll talk <clears throat> because we're trying to get back into uh, keeping up with new music and talking about new music. We're going to talk about we we and I think I need another listen to the Kalani album. But Kalani, uh, Kalani and PJ Morton drop new shit. We're going to talk about that next week. Okay. Um, what else we got going on? Oh, it's a glorious day in the in, in the community, in the culture. You can feel it in the air. I want to make sure we get our air horns at a at a at an appropriate volume here. Okay. Umar Johnson. Oh. Uh, um, Jermaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah has received a cease and desist order from the state of Pennsylvania to stop collecting donations. Oh man. Oh, man. It's over. He can he cannot it, it, he cannot in where he in where he currently resides in the state of Pennsylvania he cannot officially collect donations. For the uh, Frederick Douglass Marcus Garvey School or um, Hotep Hogwarts or the the Hotep Charles Xavier School for gifted and woke or whatever, um, he cannot collect money for that anymore. It's it, it's over. Well, there goes over uh, there goes a third of our jokes. <laughs> okay, listen. 
we will never be out of Umar Johnson jokes because Umar Johnson will never run out of dumb shit to say in public where people can hear him. As a matter of fact, things like nation building before back shots. Oh my God. Nation building before back shots. Oh my God. Don't get ahead of me. Wait a okay, minute. Sorry. Wait a minute. Cause they, they have to experience it for themselves. No one can, don't, no one can be told what the internet is. You have to experience it for yourself. He's funnier than Tony Baker. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we're being real about it. That's not a high bar to clear. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just telling you. That's, it's, and again, the internet, again, I just want to put it out there. The internet shit Tony Baker does is fucking hilarious. Yeah. None of that translates to a stand-up. No. Like the whole thing, and, and all his shit is along those same lines, talking about what dogs and pets do and shit. None of that has the same slap without the visuals. So it's just yeah. you acting like a dog on, on, on stage. That doesn't look good or sound good. I love Tony Baker. I do not like his stand-up. I'm just, I, I'm just making those distinctions clear. Having said that, Umar Johnson put out the funniest shit I have heard all week. Um, where is it? Where is it? Here we go. Sister Danielle, when are we going to have a Garvey baby? Lord have mercy, Sister Danielle. You must not have heard of me. Sister Danielle wants to have a Garveyite baby with King Kongalicious. Sister Danielle, <laughs> mm, and she fine too. Look at them eyes. Sister Danielle, listen, baby. Wait, we got wait, stop. Hold on. Kongalicious? Umar Johnson refers to himself in public on the internet as King Kong Delicious. But he's he's shirtless while he's saying this, right? Shirtless. Okay. In his mother's basement. He's calling himself King Kong Delicious. The only reason I'm highlighting that is because I know that. I can't unknow it. So now the rest of the listenership has to know that alongside me. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. Take it from the top. Okay. I just wanted to highlight that for you people. Okay. Going back. When are we going to have a Garvey baby? Lord have mercy, Sister Danielle. You must not have heard of me. Sister Danielle wants to have a Garveyite baby with King Kongalicious. Sister Danielle... Mm, and she fine too. Look at them eyes. Sister Danielle, listen, baby. We got to build the nation first. If I give up all my testosterone, I won't have no energy to build the nation. I got to build first, okay? We must build before the back shots. We must handle the business before the back shots. It is consciousness over the cookies. It is politics over the punani. It is revolution over the romance. Sister Danielle wants to have a baby with King Kongalicious. She fine too. Lord have mercy. Might have triplets. But Sister Danielle, stay focused, my sister. Understand, overstand, and understand that the building, the nation building must come before the back shots. I said the nation building must come before the back shots. Brothers and sisters, we must stay focused. We must stay focused. He is the gift that keeps giving. He is the gift that keeps giving. That, by the way, 
That is the name of this episode, King Kong Delicious. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> okay, I have to type those words out. Right. Am, I, am I allowed to say pause on this show? <laughs> I think that is a moment where that is appropriate. <laughs> First of all, he said, if I use up all my testosterone... On the back shots, I can't build the nation. As if he has to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, clock in, put his hard hat on, and build the nation with his bare hands. What the fuck is wrong with Umar Johnson, dog? He got to get up at 5 o'clock to do whatever his mama has said. <laughs> <like that. laughs> Jermaine, boy, you better get your ass up here. <laughs> I know you ain't go to sleep with these dirty dishes in your <laughs> Next time I'm gonna whoop your ass. Hey, you better. And when I get back from work, that meat better be that meat better be defrosted. <laughs> Cleaning up the damn room. Oh, nasty boy. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, man. Oh man, it that boy, it I tell you. You know what? We Chor- don't give Umar Johnson his flowers, man. Chores before the choach. <laughs> oh man. Oh, he texted a chick. My my grandma coming home. My my grandma ain't gonna be home for bingo until like ten thirty. Clean up before the clappage. <laughs> Okay. Thank you, Umar Johnson. It never stops. Never stops. It man. never stops with him. I'm so glad he's back. <laughs> I'm so happy about it. And I'm going to tell you, the funniest thing about this was where I found this. Somebody sent this to me, but did you send this? Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> this is on Tariq Nasheed's page. Oh. Damn. Tariq Nasheed posted this to put him out there because he calls himself King Kong Delicious. Tariq Nasheed has not forgotten. The North has not forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) Remember the great Hotep War of a few years ago? Let me tell you, the North remembers. (laughs) And let this be the the reigns of Castamere playing for Umar Johnson. He can never have a reply to Tariq Nasheed ever again. That's, That's classic. Oh, my God. That is wonderful. I can't wait till we start the Discord. It's shit like this. I can't wait till we start the Discord. Because people really just have this shit out there and be like, man, please talk about this shit. Speaking of which, Jermaine Charles sent us something. Uh, If I can find it. Oh, God. He did send us something random to talk about. Mm. Apparently, Joe Budden is still tight with Earl's sweatshirt about him uh, imitating him on Loiter Squad like 10 years ago. He was on because yeah. Earl Sweatshirt was on a uh, Jesus and Miro recently, <clears throat> and first of all, before I go on any further, just because there are certain people that without them there would be no us. Shout out to Jesus and Miro, man! They are still doing it. Yeah, they are still doing, it. and they are a real name where you have to make the rounds now for late night television. Yeah, 
Hit hit these mirror with the air horns. I I still fuck with them. Earl sweatshirt still looks like a Morlock too. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's off topic. (laughs) You know, one of our listeners was tight was tight with us about that Earl sweatshirt review. That one time we listened to that shit. The fact that he's not good. (laughs) The fact that he sounds like he's bleeding out. Yeah, Eeyore the rapper. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. <laughs> it does. I'm, the last, the, literally, the only slap I've heard from Earl Sweatshirt in his career is "Super Rich Kids." Like this nigga looks like Bert and Ernie at the same time. Well, you know what? wait, you know what? That's a fraggle. Damn, <laughs> it's true. He does. He look remember but remember like before Fraggle Rock dropped. You're right. There were like the Muppets and yeah. then there were like those hippie Muppets. Yeah. That's Earl Sweatshirt. Why I look like a Fraggle. <laughs> Down you the Fraggle away? Rock. Down the Fraggle, Fraggle Rock. rock. <laughs> uh. Why do we still know that? Um yeah, I just that's what Earl Sweatshirt looks like. Like before Fraggle Rock happened, the Muppets had those like those like high hippie Muppets mm-hmm. that sometimes like played instruments and shit, but they never had names. That's that's Earl Sweatshirt. Really, that is how you sum up Odd Future. That is Odd Future. They're the, they're the weirdo Muppets, and Loiter Squad does nothing to deter from that. Lawyer Squad is one of the oddest moments that's never talked about in Adult Swim history. It was, it was, it was, it was kind of, it was actually kind of funny. It was literally like niggas plus Adult Swim plus Jackass. <laughs> that is literally the formula for Lawyer Squad. Yeah, that was, and 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 that alone made it the funniest shit I had ever seen in my life. Catchphrase Jones. Yeah, come on, man. That shit. That shit was funny. Culturally, we don't talk about Tyler's contributions to the culture enough because Lawyer Squad was hard. One day I'm going to go back and watch it with more adult eyes now. Oh, God. And, and with more of an understanding of who they are. Because <laughs> just seeing the skit that Joe Button is mad about now. Yeah. From 2014. That beard was. The episode, It was because it was supposed to be, in, for all that don't know, it was supposed to be an episode of Love and Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. Where, because, you know, Love and Hip Hop was basically for a while about Joe Budden's relationship woes. And instead of it being his wife divorcing him, it turns out that his his beard is divorcing him. His, like, bandit mask of a beard. <laughs> and that alone was the funniest shit I had ever seen at the time. <clears throat> that is... It, <sighs> And Joe Budden's still tight about that, and he ought to be because that shit is hilarious. It was hilarious. Um, and these and Miro just want to make the peace. They don't. They messy too, because they were the ones that asked that question. They were like, "Have you seen Joe Budden since you did that shit?" And Earl <laughs> Sweatshirt was like, "No, he's no, he's still tight about this shit." <laughs> and we're gonna get into it later because because yeah, but Joe Budden. On the, on the inside is a thin skinned nigga. Um, he re, he react he acts like he doesn't react to everything, but he actually does react to everything. Yeah. Um, what else we got going on? The baby got in another fight. 
Napoleon complex. At this point, you know that little that little. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's Russian or Ukrainian. Stuff. The little, the little dude on on like Instagram, Hasbula, the guy who looks like a kid. Yes, that's the baby. There's always beefing with the other, yeah. guy that looks like a kid. Yeah, that's yes. the baby. That is exactly Black Hasbula. <laughs> he just the baby just looks like one of them little Russian egg dolls where you'll open him up and there's going to be a smaller the baby. <laughs> <laughs> He does, <laughs> and the he he's overcompensating. Yeah, he's in a fight every week now, and he's in a fight every. Not only is he in a fight every week, that what does it happen? That video of him defending himself uh, at Walmart is starting to look more and more like he started that shit. Yeah, and with without me really knowing the situation, apparently. The, the guy that he fought at Walmart died, and now they're saying that the video Jesus. shows that he's the one that started the fight? Jesus Christ. First of all, why are you starting fights at Walmart? But y'all like an offbeat rapper with you know who raps over flutes. So <laughs> y'all, y'all let him rock. I mean, that's also future. So. Is he going to talk to Danny Lay? <laughs> no. I don't even see her really turning up on Insta like yeah, that anymore. I was, I was like, I don't even see. She, maybe she's raising her child. That, that's true. That's true. For all the shit we talk, it is entirely likely that Danny Lay is doing normal people shit, like raising her child <clears throat> and not it's doing and saying wild shit for the gram like we've come to expect. That is entirely likely. Although, I mean, I will say that the last time I saw her. Uh, the snapback was real, like the the post pregnancy snapback. Mm-hmm. Damn, she's still fine. Uh, is yeah. Uh, she may have disabled her account. Hmm. Now that's likely after that shit that where she fell out with old boy. Um, yeah, that's likely. I can see that. Um, the baby has been hit with felony with felony battery charges, stemming from an alleged beating during a music video shoot last year. Oh, he whooped somebody's ass last year, and now he's in trouble for it. Uh, last December, the baby ran a Los Angeles mansion for one week to shoot a music video. Uh, Gary Pager alleges the rapper agreed to keep the number of guests to twelve during his stay uh, while visiting property on December second. Hager found upwards of 40 people at the residence, which violated their lease agreement. Uh, as seen in the video obtained by TMZ, Pager was assaulted while trying to resolve the situation as a member of the baby's crew shoved him to the ground. The rapper allegedly then punched him in the mouth, knocking out his tooth. So, first of all, um, a nigga ran in the house. Um, the rules said keep it under 12 people, and you believed he was going to honor that. I ain't never followed them rules in an Airbnb ever. I mean, I didn't really, I mean, I, you know, they gave me my deposit back, but niggas don't follow them rules. Niggas do not follow those rules. They should, though. They should. I agree. They should. 
We don't. <laughs> don't. Don't mess it up for the rest of us. That's true, too. It's hard enough for Negroes to get Airbnbs without them getting canceled at the last minute. That's true. I don't, and, 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 and honestly, 38-year-old Oz should not, be, should not have to pay for um, some shit that 30-year-old Oz did. Right. Or, honestly, uh, 34-year-old Oz. <laughs> um, but, yeah, at this point, the baby is just running amok. And at some point, you moving so fast because we talked so bad about Takashi. Is it just the way Takashi was moving? Except it well, it was other people fighting for him, but and we all swore he wasn't going to live. And we all swore he wasn't going to live to see thirty. Well, that's how we know he snitched. Also true. Yes, yeah, you're right. Also true. He shouldn't have survived that. He oh well, no, I'm not reporting on Takashi. Sorry, no. I, I saw him somewhere doing a thing. Fuck him. I don't care. Um, I'm not giving him that airtime today. I'm mm. not. I don't have the bandwidth for it. Um. Oh, Jermaine Charles showed uh, sent us Stephen A. Smith. Did he? No, no. He saw us the lawyer squad thing. Mm. I found this. Stephen A. Smith is running amok again. So, Kyrie Irving recently on Twitter had some, one could almost say unkind things to say (laughs) about how black media is treated. Mm -hmm. Now, he never named Stephen A. Smith, to be fair. Yeah. But if one wanted to add one and one together, one could probably come up with Stephen A. Smith's hairline. Yeah, yeah. That number is still too high for his hairline. Though. <laughs> I, I, I had to do the math in my head. Still a, still a decimal or some yeah, shit? Yeah, we're still talking about fractional numbers. So, I and I don't have to, and I don't have to really bring up the uh, the alleged tweets, but the gist is that the the problem is how black and brown and indigenous people are treated in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, and how networks quite often can't say these things, so they will get a black or brown or indigenous person to say these unfavorable things about black, brown, and indigenous people. It, Stephen, again, he did not name Stephen A. Smith. Right, he talked about media. He talked about the media. However, one, I didn't, I didn't find any lies in the statement. Two, it sounds like a case of hit dogs hollering. Because Stephen A. Smith definitely responded during the draft, I think. Yeah. Him, I think him and Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins sit his ass down, Honestly. I've never liked him as a as a ESPN personality. He's from Beaumont. That explains everything. Yes. That explains absolutely everything. Oh, okay. He's Notice that's Beaumont. all I had to say. Yeah, he's from Beaumont. That's fine. Okay. Fuck him. Um He also needs he needs to sit his ass down. Having said that, oh, here are the tweets here. Uh I don't think these are in order, but 
I can I can summarize it for you. Basically, what Kyrie was saying in his tweets was that the you know the job of the media is to basically is to spin uh, to control public perception by spinning stories about about athletes and in particular black and brown athletes. Um, and, and 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 realize this: he is a basketball player, right? He's paid to play basketball, and if you look at how sports journalism has changed over the last few decades, it has gone very much from talking about what happens in sports, what happens on the field or on the court, to being speculative about what's happening in people's lives and their motivations and, their, and, and all these other things that have nothing to do with the sport itself. Absolutely. So Kyrie is basically saying, like, you know, part of, part of what they're selling is, you know, and he, and he mentioned white, He's speaking of white media in particular, white-driven media, and profiting off of the discussion and discrediting and disrespecting people's lives for entertainment. Right. We enjoy watching people tear athletes down. It's true. As, as much of a shitbag as Skip Bayless is, the reason why people watch him is they want to see how bad his takes are on LeBron. And the same with, you know, his criticism of black journalists is that people like Stephen A. Smith are doing the bidding of the of these media moguls and these media personnel. Or the white dollar. Right. By discrediting black athletes for shit that has nothing to do with the actual sport itself. The reality is, if you want to talk about Kyrie in particular, and, and I'll speak specifically about this season, he he decided and it was his it was his right to decide that he did not want to be vaccinated. Whether you agree with it or not, it was right. his right. And the consequence was because in the city or state of New York, you could not, you could not work if you were not vaccinated, or you could not go to a public venue if you're not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. He could not play at home games, and he did not get paid for those home games, and he willingly sacrificed that. He knew that, and he stood on it, and he stood ten toes down on that L. And when he showed up to to the road games, he played his ass off. He's he's legitimately played very very well this he season. He did his job right. So, for for someone like Stephen A. Smith to call him lazy and say that Kyrie just doesn't want to work, the man performs exceptionally when he's at work. I, in in my job, in my regular boring job, there were there were different rules written for people who have been vaccinated and people who had not been vaccinated. People who chose not to be vaccinated, if they caught if they caught COVID, and were not vaccinated and could not show proof of vaccination, they were not paid for their time off. If you were vaccinated, you were paid for the days that you missed due to COVID. Whether you, whether you argue about the soundness of people being vaccinated or unvaccinated. And I know people at the job who chose to not be vaccinated. And when a couple of them eventually caught it, they took that L and ate it. And they understood. And they sat down. That was fine. Yeah. So, and, 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 and I didn't go say, ah, oh, they're just lazy. They don't want to work. It ain't they don't want to work. They made a decision and they, they stood with best the, for them. Right. And they stood with the consequences of that decision. <clears throat> they weren't out here trying to spread it. Yeah. They said, yeah, I'm, I won't play and I'm going to sit my ass down and me and our family are going to, are, are going to write this out a different way. Right. And Stephen A. Smith, and it wouldn't have been such a big deal had Stephen A. Smith won not stayed on Kyrie's ass all season long. 
Yeah. All season long. And on top of that, Stephen A. Smith got all in his bag. And I don't even, I don't know what he said the following day on first take. And I don't care what he said the following day on first take. Um, I, I didn't have the mental bandwidth to look that up and care. But he literally, on the, the night of the draft, he was like, you know, I'm not going to make it about us because it's the draft. But old Kyrie Irving, you just wait till tomorrow on first take. Oh, I got all oh, you had the you had the audacity, the unmitigated goal. He sounded like a WWE. That's wrestler. actually a pretty good imitation of him. <laughs> Tell me, that's so you awesome. have the unmitigated goal. <laughs> Unlike my hairline. Oh, you just wait. You just wait, Kyrie Irving, until first take. And that's you exactly what Kyrie's tomorrow. talking about. You're a journalist. You're supposed to be unbiased. And now you got agendas against and the people you that you're talking right. shit about. And now you going. Now you got bars. Now you going to war. Now you. Now you sound like you sound like the little the little intro in the middle of in the middle of the fights on wrestling. You remember that shit when the Rock used to just take the microphone? Yeah. Let me tell you something, Jonathan Coachman. Man, get the fuck out of here. Is Jonathan Coachman still on wrestling? Is he still? Nah, he's it? been gone for a while. He went to he went to ESPN and some other stuff. Oh shit! Okay, good yeah, for he, him. He's he's been out there. Oh yeah, that was my man, Coach. They used to just manhandle him yeah. in the interviews and shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Stephen again, and this is a reflection again of how somehow the pervasive ugliness of the culture within. Within sports, particularly within male sports, mm-hmm. I don't know if that has somehow affected the way sports journalism works, or if sports journalism has become its own monster and somehow affects the way male-dominated sports are. But ESPN and NFL and the NFL seem like they are both two heads of the same hydra. And when they and these very much seem like white narratives being perpetuated and played out and put into simulations with black people like Stephen A. Smith is the test monkey. (laughs) That's racist. Well, fuck him. That ain't never stopped him from making fun of Africans. So, wow. Yeah. Um. Stephen A needs to do like his hairline and fall back. <laughs> that ain't even the right sound. <laughs> All the way back. Oh man, hit hit hit, hit red with Ethan. <laughs> that is what that is Ethan worthy. <laughs> oh shit, somebody gonna be quoting that tomorrow. Oh, <sighs> um, yeah, Stephen A. Smith again. In the in the words of KSA. Is a terrible teammate. <laughs> and in this case, a terrible teammate to the culture. Like he and maybe it's because he's so he's maybe he has so little self-awareness that he doesn't see that he's not on the side of the culture that he thinks he's on. Right. And he because I remember that interview he did with Bomani. Mm-hmm. He really doesn't get it. And he thinks there is some merit in someone coming to him 
after him probably lambasting them. I can only imagine what player this was. After him lambasting them, the way he talks about Ben Simmons, okay, the way we all talk about Ben Simmons, uh, the way he's talked about Kyrie, the way he talks about LeBron, and was like, hey, fam, that shit ain't cool. I don't fuck with you. Yeah. And I think I have, and, and honestly, if we're in, in, in between man to man, I feel like I have sound reason to not fuck with you. Mm. Now, how do you feel about that? Well, I don't fuck with you neither. He thought he was so fucking tough. I, nigga, I, nigga, I've seen the videos of you trying to do MMA. <laughs> Calm your motherfucking ass down. That's why. That's why he said about mommy. It's like he even said, "I, I, I may not do it myself, but I know people." I bet you will, because you fight like an uncle with no hands. You fight like an uncle with no hands that had an ass whooping coming for 10 years. Stephen A. Smith got to get the fuck out of here, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, like there has, it's, it, it, we're at a point now, and I think people have just stopped. Maybe, maybe that's the thing. Like, maybe Stephen A. Smith has become that nigga in class where the teacher is like, y'all just got to stop paying attention to him. Because mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that's what's happening. Um, cause that's definitely not what's happening with Shan Sharp. Shan Sharp getting there too. Skip. He was cause he was one of the main. Well, he was one of the main ones with Will Smith. Oh, we'd have been wrestling all over that flow. Now, to be fair, that's probably the case, and Shan Sharp probably would whoop Will Smith's yeah. ass. And, and I think <laughs> Shannon was just coming from the standpoint. Of just being slapped in the face in general and being an old school country nigga, removing all other context. From the conversation, right? It's just if you shit, nigga, hit me. Shit, we gonna we both gonna be rolling. But yeah, I just in, in the in the in the grand scheme of things, I think this is just another chapter of ESPN is a decrepit, declining organization that deserves to be put down like old Yeller. Well, deserves to be put down like old Yeller, specifically their the, the brand of journalism that that is now that they're doing. Because there's, there's there's very there's a very different approach that a Stuart Scott would take and a Stephen A. Smith would take. Correct. One of them was a great journalist. The other one is Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and Stuart Scott was not he was not mean or vicious to people. Never. He may have said "booyah" one too many times. Sure. But we love that about him. Um, but he proved that you can be. You cannot. You can be a non-vicious journalist and still be respect. I don't even know Stephen A. Smith is respected more so than just him being considered entertaining. He's respected when he he's respected off of, off of the. He keeps beating his dick about be about how many years he's had in journalism. This, that, and the third. Man, there are people I know who have been. Man, Mike Brown been a coach for that long, and he's still trash. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Mike Brown, Mike Brown ain't ain't been it. He ain't never gonna be it. He just he just fell in with a good organization at yeah. some point. Yeah. Um, and even that ain't gonna last. Liam Neeson been doing the same fucking movies for about twenty years now. He he's been. Let me tell you something. Liam Neeson. Ha, Liam Neeson has been doing the same movies for so long. 
he has circled back around to doing the same bullshit he did 20 years ago. Yeah. I definitely remember a movie about memory where he lost his memory and he didn't know that he was a whoop-ass white man. And it was about him remembering that he's a whoop-ass white man. And he is now doing that same shit again. Is Liam Neeson today's Steven Seagal? Yes. Okay. Yes, 100%. Right, right. Down, right down to his disdain for niggas. They are both the future rapper of acting. <laughs> See how we brought the joke all the way around? Bring it all the way back around. <laughs> That's right. That is long form storytelling. Y'all. You don't get that everywhere. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, oh, boy. What else we got on here? Um, this one, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Um, the episode of Kardashians that we have. That we have not actually watched, and we probably never will watch, um, featured Kanye bringing uh, Kim Kardashian's. Oh, what was it? Oh, yeah. Kanye flew from New York to LA and back to New York um, and apparently brought back, um, what was it? Ray J. An STD? Oh. <laughs> Sir. And apparently brought back Ray J's um, laptop and hard drive that had the le- the remaining uh, remnants of him and Kim Kardashian's sex tape to make her feel better about seeing it on her child's Roblox or some shit. It's, yeah, did she was one of the kids brought the Roblox thing to her, the tablet, and apparently there's some avatar on Roblox. Yeah, Avatar is one of those weird platforms where, like, avatars within the game itself can be clicked on for advertising or, or additional content. So, and I, I've only seen, like, a clip in blurbs or whatever about the show. So, their little kid apparently on his own um, somehow managed to click on it and started seeing the sex tape. Um, it looked completely staged to me. Right. But uh, you know it's a Kardashian, so you never know. Actually, I know, know, I know it was staged because I used to watch it with a chick I was talking to, and I've seen the traditional Kim Kardashian cry. That's not the Kim Kardashian cry. The Kim Kardashian cry is the ugliest shit you've ever seen a white woman do. She has the greatest ugly cry of all time ever. I got ever. Give it, to her. it will live in infamy, and I didn't see that. And so they 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 played this out where Kanye brought back the brought back the, the laptop and the hard drive and all this shit and all of a sudden he's a fucking hero. Wait, 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 wait. How long ago was this sex tape made? Shit, like 20 like like 09? Okay, y'all. Over 10 years ago. Well over 10 years. This is me putting my IT hat on now got to be well over 10 years you saying that the laptop that ray j had from 20 years ago with the with the video of this subpar sex tape <laughs> She's so fucking still lazy. turns on 20 years later they're still accessing the exact same laptop 20 years later and or hard drive or some shit or some shit I want anyone with a computer right now to let me know if you if the computer that you are using right now 
has been working for 20 years. Can you even find the power cord? Correct. <laughs> Do you know how many, that you, own? you know how many Windows updates we've had since then? That shit wouldn't even boot up now. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Y'all got to stop believing this shit that y'all see. This is a fabricated story from a fabricated family over a subpar mixtape, sex tape, <laughs> that launched the careers of the whole Kardashian empire. Fam, the they should just does Ray J's dick have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame yet? No, it should. Let's start a petition. I'm not gonna start. <laughs> no. 2007, this came out. If if any of the Kardashians have a star on the Walk of Fame, they just need to like just plaster like a stamp on top of it that was just like actually Ray J's dick. I mean, yeah, yeah. She first gained media attention as a friend and stylist of Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton was shitting on her. <laughs> also, if that kid if that kid did stumble onto that, that sex tape, I would imagine that kid was disappointed at how whack that shit was. <laughs> no, no. You got the weak box, mommy. <laughs> sir, sir, <laughs> sir. No, mom. I don't know what head is, but I'm sure that yours did any good. No, no. (laughs) Sir, they got a new version with the kids' director's commentary on there. This is not it. As you can see, my mommy just laid there the whole time. (laughs) Oh man, look, look. Kim is a lazy smash. We don't need to take it out on the child. Ray J didn't take it out of her. (laughs) Sir! (sighs) Moving forward. (laughs) Oh, man. This got a new level of savage. Hey, man. We want people to buy the Patreon. (laughs) My bad. Oh, Patreon would be much worse than this. (laughs) (laughs) So... Um. Oh, here it is. So, a few podcasters, a few people in—I guess you could call it black journalism. I don't want to. I don't want to say black journalism. Then I have to say Stephen Jackson. Um, Stephen Jackson in particular kind of got the conversation started on social media. The basketball player, yes, from Port Arthur. The basketball player from Port Arthur, okay, who has a podcast with Matt Barnes, okay, um called all the smoke um on social media he was he had some things to say about megan the stallion it was kind of suggested that it was about megan the stallion um taking the interview with gail king and i've not watched the interview i don't need to watch the interview i i'm not swayed one way or the other um not from one interview and basically he was saying that um, we should invest more time and effort into um, taking interviews with people that are not culture vultures. Uh, this is according to him. Mm-hmm. They're not culture vultures that are more for us and the black community as opposed to um, just profiting off of our pain and suffering. Um, and Joe Budden, later in the week, 
Joe Budden had some shit to say that was kind of along those lines. He called the interview. The the, the interview and the fact that she took the interview with Gail King disgusting. <clears throat> I read, I listened to that whole thing. and it, 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 My problem is this. Mm-hmm. I'm always for us, because remember, I, I'm always for us keeping these interviews kind of in-house. I don't consider Gail King to not be a part of that house. She's an accredited journalist. She is. Mm-hmm. No matter where you think she got her job from, she's a credit journalist. Yeah, I don't know what else you want. Um, just because she said some shit you didn't like, as far as Kobe, um, some shit that even Kobe said was true. But I won't, I won't continue <laughs> that conversation. Um, my problem is, why does a black woman's pain and suffering? still have to be for the culture that's my biggest issue why does even in pain and suffering she has to pick and choose her battles for some shit that happened to her um and hip-hop doesn't really have a big leg to stand on mm-hmm. in being like oh well you gotta oh you know there's a game you gotta play you gotta choose a more hip-hop uh centric um uh, journalist or whatever First of all Half of you niggas Saying this Are not journalists Y'all are podcasters mm. I went to school For journalism Steven Jackson Did not go to school For journalism <laughs> Nor did Matt Barnes They don't have A leg to stand on um, Joe Budden Did not go to school For journalism Or anything else Didn't he drop out In like the 8th grade Or some shit uh, Something like that um, and my problem is this. <clears throat> Ultimately, hip hop has consistently expressed that they don't that they don't fuck with Megan, or that they don't or that they don't think she's real in a way <clears throat> that appeals to them. The heads they call Lil Kim a legend. They call Lil Kim a legend for nothing. Uh, not for nothing. Not for nothing because she she got some sh- some hard shit out there. But they call Lil' Kim a legend without nearly the scrutiny that Megan Thee Stallion's got. They wouldn't dug up like her like her GPA. Have you ever seen anyone talking about Lil' Kim's GPA? She probably doesn't have one. That's true too. But also that that's not important. It's not. Like y'all are really y'all are really doing all this to Megan to discredit her for getting shot in the feet? In the feet, not foot, but feet. Megan, y'all have y'all have consistently expressed that y'all don't fuck with her. Y'all have consistently expressed that y'all don't believe her. Y'all have consistently expressed that the fact that someone shot her in the foot is some is somehow it, it, that the worst thing about it is that somehow it has ruined Tory Lane's career. The nigga who has exactly two hits out. He didn't have a hit before. Or after this incident, he he did, he did. You you didn't hear, but he did. If I'll I didn't hear, it wasn't a hit. <laughs> and my thing is, y'all don't fuck with her. Y'all don't. Y'all have DJ Academics has spared no expense to disrespect her at every turn. Directly, y'all didn't say shit. A lot of people in the industry. 
spared no expense to disrespect her, even before she got shot. At every turn, y'all don't say shit. Y'all hold the same disdain for her that y'all do for Cardi and the City Girls and all and, and this real ass bitch give a fuck about a nigga shit. By the way, stop associating Megan with that. That's the City Girls line. Y'all don't even know what y'all talking about. But then y'all want y'all want her to kiss the ring and play the game with y'all. And come on your and come on your venue. For what? So you can rake her over the coals too? For what? People, you don't get to choose how people deal with their pain and suffering, even when they're famous. You don't. Y'all don't believe her. Y'all don't like her. Y'all gonna keep getting these jokes off about her. I've never seen a man. I've never seen a man living a man treated this way. Boozy got shot. We believe it. Troy Av got shot. We believe it. Cam got shot. We believe it. Not only do people believe it, but they they bestow like a badge of honor upon them for being shot. For being shot. Fifty Cent. To oh. this day, will always he will always be known as the rapper that got shot nine times. Yeah. and and lived. It could be disputed. And lived um, to humanity's detriment. Um, I don't remember anybody asking for 50 cents medical records. I don't remember. It. I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of there was a little bit of white people being like, "Can we see the Can we see the bullet wounds and shit?" But that's a different. That's a different. That's more of the curiosity of white people being introduced to gangster rap culture. That's more of the showing the teeth and the that kind of thing, but on a gangster rap level, y'all didn't treat y'all didn't treat Fifty the way y'all treat y'all treating Megan. Y'all didn't. And somebody's gonna go, oh well, Tupac and Biggie got shot, and there's a million, there's a million conspiracy theories about that. Again, that's a different monster. People were obviously people obviously had those conspiracy theories, and people obviously unpacked those things because they loved Biggie and Tupac. They loved, They made it obvious that they loved and revered them. That's not how Megan Thee Stallion is being treated. Not at all. Yeah. Everybody has decided that she is guilty. Uh, that she is guilty of something that she is not currently on trial for. So y'all got to shut the fuck up. Y'all y'all really have to get a big dose of shut the fuck up shut on the this fuck one up! because. Y'all don't have a leg to stand on, and not only and not only that, hip hop. There's too many things that hip hop lets go and didn't ask any questions about at all. Y'all just started asking questions about Africa Bombada, and he's been fucking little kids for years. They've actually stopped asking questions about him. They just wanted to sweep under the rug. I further, and that furthers my point. So y'all gotta chill out. There's a lot, like there's a lot where hip hop has to get its house in order. That's all I'm saying. Hip hop, if y'all gonna if y'all gonna stand on the on the on the on the bridge on the on the bridge of what is good and right, y'all gotta get y'all house in order better than this. You mentioned getting the house in order, and I immediately thought of Umar Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, baby, get upstairs for his mama whip his ass. Take that, you gotta take that damn trash out before I crack your face. Uh, oh man, we're gonna take a quick break. That's a good place to take a break. <laughs> uh before this gets any more out of hand. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> we'll be back um, with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know what this is. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. We out of pocket, dog. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated, and we are chilling. Very much. We are chilling on Sunday. Uh, perfect, perfect day out for it. Um, the ninety, de- the ninety degree days are coming. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> Any moment now. It it's without warning. Um. Well, it's Texas. They don't need a warning. Uh. It is time. Oh, I forgot to mention. I did not put this in the rundown, uh, but it deserves mentioning because we black and this is some black ass shit. <clears throat> Morris Brown got their accreditation back. <laughs> yeah. Morris Brown is back. And I'm I'm happy about it. That means that you can get that you can get uh grants and government funding again to go to school at Morris Brown. Um Honestly, if we, it, it, I, I could get an expert on here to talk about it, about how um, accreditation is really kind of bullshit. Um, but we're happy. We're happy they're back. Um, Morris Brown, Morris Brown is kind of indefinitely a part of the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a there's not an '80s or '90s baby that doesn't know the name Morris Brown for, for whatever reason, whether you saw it, whether you heard about it in drumline, whether you heard about it in a song, there's a reason that Morris Brown is a part of the culture. Yeah. So, um, we've never forgotten them and they are back and they're back into the, the official pantheon of HBCUs. And I can't wait till homecoming season. They're oh. <clears throat> They're going to show their ass. They're act a fool. They're going to act a fucking fool, and I don't blame them. Um, wanted to get the blackest thing I could think of that I didn't get hit in the rundown out uh, because now it is time for White People Must Be Stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Oh, you white people been acting the ass lately. Um, there's a white girl out here, uh, that got famous, not really off of actually rapping, but just kind of lip syncing all the, all the, all the words to a, is it a little baby verse on a Drake song or a yeah. Drake or a, or a Drake verse on a little baby, a song? little baby verse on the Drake song, knew all the words, what's her name? What was her name? Does it matter? Uh, I guess <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, rapping that shit wall to wall, verbatim. I was impressed. I ain't gonna lie. I was impressed. Like, <laughs> I was I was impressed to a degree. I was impressed when you realize that between her and her friend, they probably go. To, they probably go out to the club four days a week. They're they're those broads. They're the, they're the chicks that Amy Schumer is trying to act like she is, like her character. You still that young? You know, hey. They in the club four or five days a week. It is what it they is. They hear that song all the time. Yeah, they know it. And they got a lot of attention on the social medias. Um, until, of course, 
Turns out that uh, she got a racist tweet off. I don't know what it was about a, a about a, a bobcat she found in the middle of the road that turned out to be alive and a raccoon or something. It, all I know is she called the raccoon a nigga. Now, let's 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 understand something here. Let's understand something. She knew a little baby verse from front to back, side to side. Correct. Okay. Um, she seems like she might be a southern type white girl. Absolutely. Very, very likely. She's definitely from like Smyrna, Georgia. Yeah. There is a zero percent chance that she does not use the word nigga <laughs> in her daily lexicon. And 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 not enough not maliciously. She probably uses the A and not the hard ER. That look, no difference one way or the other. But I'm just saying, y'all should not have been surprised to see her refer to anything as a nigga because she probably uses that. She probably says nigga more than I do. Because that ain't the only rap verse she knows by heart, right, front to back, right. And it just happens to be the verse that she that she spit that does not have nigga front to back, wall to wall, cover to cover. I told y'all that story. Yeah, I told you that story when I was at, when I was when I was at the uh, at the flat. And a, a, a chick's sister ran up on me, not knowing I was standing there, singing Trinidad James. Don't believe it, just watch. Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't think these white people don't be leaning into that shit. Yeah. I have always held that girl's black boyfriend, who was absolutely a kappa. Absolutely a Kappa. You can just tell. Kappas don't wear socks. Them corny niggas. They're 5'7". They wear red at night. So that means everybody, everybody on Ultimatum was a Kappa then. Guaranteed. <laughs> oh, Zay is absolutely a Kappa. Yeah. 100% if Zay went to college. Um, What else do we have here? Oh, that's right. What were you going to say? I was just going to say all of us, all of us who have white friends, that we consider white friends have at least most of the people that I know have, you know, a white friend or two who embrace the culture. Um, you know, some of them have even married black people. Um, Correct. Many of them are allies. They've gone to black lives matters, uh, protests, all these things, but they all carry one universal rule close to heart. Despite everything that you do for culture and everything that you do with your allyship with us, you still do not say or write the word nigga in any form. Not on our watch. So as impressed as I was by that young lady's proclivity and reciting a little baby verse, shame on her for breaking for, for, for breaking the, the one rule. Absolutely. Absolutely. You could have been great. And, and 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 shame on your nigga consulates. <laughs> she has none. She can't. She can't possibly. Yeah. Um, the nigga consulate is the nearby nigga um, who's supposed to put the squash on that shit. Especially if it's your friend. They don't have black friends. Mm-mm. They can't. Um, we got an entry from Mocha Soul. I believe this is Tracy Cornelius. I'm not sure. 
um, from Mocha Soul via uh, Gmail. Uh, the <laughs> the Arkansas Times. This is the headline: Potato Salad with Raisins. Mm-mm. White people headline already canceled. Yeah, Juneteenth Soul Food Festival and Market. Um, this is in the Arkansas Times. The proof for an advertisement of a Juneteenth event that somehow got leaked out Tuesday is catching flack for its all-white lineup. Now, I'm looking at this flyer. If I didn't know better, I would say this is like a skin cancer screening or some shit because it is just wall-to-wall, boring-looking white people above the age of 40. Um, I think I don't think white people should be allowed to celebrate Juneteenth. No. It, 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 it literally has nothing to do with them. Yeah, that's true. It has nothing to do with them. It's true, but white people don't have any culture. I mean, that's also true. I mean, they can that's have Fourth. I'm, they can I'm, have Fourth of July. I'm, that's why they're mis- That's why. That's why they're mesmerized by it because yeah. they don't have any culture. They don't have any culture. Um, it was a white person actually who reminded me of that fact. They don't have any culture, so they have to steal everybody else's to feel seasoned. Cinco de Mayo is a good a good. <laughs> Also, yeah. The, the reason and the reason why white people celebrate Cinco de Mayo is only because it comes at a good time of the year for them, like and a good time of year to drink. I can't remember what what the actual Mexican Independence Day is, but it's not at a favorable time for parties. It's just that we don't have a party holiday in May, so and Juneteenth, everybody's outside. And and Juneteenth is another Juneteenth. There's there's not a there's not a holiday party. <clears throat> A party holiday in June. That's true. There is in July, but not in June. So white people are like, oh shit, we got another. Nope. Y'all can't y'all can't keep beating your dicks about Juneteenth and we can't go home. First of all, y'all are late. We've been doing Juneteenth. We were just doing it quietly because we didn't want y'all y'all motherfuckers to come ruin it. Um this is a white ass looking folded uh flyer. Um, like I said, if I ain't know if I ain't know better, I would think this is for some boring shit, like a skin cancer screen or something. Mm-hmm. Um, event organizer Muskie Harris already not going. <laughs> a black <laughs> already not going. A black former Razorback football player <clears throat> said he's pulling the plug because of the instantaneous uproar, but then he turned around and said that he had already canceled the shit. Um, I got a rope around my neck and I'm tarred and feathered over an event that's already dead. How about we not make those uh, those visuals for Juneteenth? Yeah. yeah. How about that? Let's try that out. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Harris has been a realtor, a Republican candidate for lieutenant governor, and a recovered addict who went on to establish rehabilitation facilities. <sighs> Bro. And then he, what did he, no, 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 this is, this is some cool shit. This is like that, this is like that black, that black guy. He's a congressman somewhere in some district that, uh, I believe slavery is still a thing. They're just signing slavery out of law. Stop. Some people just shouldn't have opinions. No, they shouldn't. Um, the leaked image was proof, not a final version. The fact that the thought got that far. Yeah. Let's run some ads for it. Yeah. 
the fact that it got that far tells me it's all I need to know about this shit. This is why white people can't have nice things. This is why we need to just take June 13th, uh, Juneteenth, excuse me. This is why we need to take Juneteenth, hide under the bed, so that people can't get to it. Period. That's the part is we didn't have to. It's, it's kind of a catch-22. Like, we didn't have to hide it before. But once it became a federally recognized holiday, it's like, oh, shit. Now y'all told them it's here. Yeah. Now we got to keep an eye on it. Now I'm going to still take that day off. Correct. <laughs> Correct. But damn. I got to share it with white people. Oh, God. If I'm still at this fucking job, I'm definitely taking that day off. That might be the week I quit. I told myself, <laughs> I told myself the, the cutoff day, I'm going to quit no matter what, whether I have a job lined up or not after a year. Hey. Um, I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of there. Has it already been almost a year? It's almost been a year, man. Wow. It's almost been a year. I think it's the first weekend in June. Um, Damn. Oh, God. That's when Patreon drops. I'm definitely quitting. I mean, we're not going to make that much money. I'm just saying. I, no. No, I'm not going to be at work hype about the, the thing I'm passionate about in life. Yeah. No. Not doing that. Um. Yeah, this is some bullshit, fam. This is why you need a nigga consulate. Yes, this is why a nigga consulate is necessary. Um. Oh boy, this is just weird. I let me pull up a picture of Musky Harris. I'm curious. Musky, I, I bet he looks like Herschel Walker. <laughs> Musky. And, and and he and he signed off on them. Hometown heroes. University of Arkansas. Is this it? This is the guy. This is the guy. Let me bring this up. It's coming. Oh God! I expect much more from this nigga. This nigga was in. He knew somebody in a march somewhere. I expect so much more from that nigga. That nigga slept with Rosa Parks' cousin at some point. I expect so much more. This nigga looks like a teacher from Lean On Me. (laughs) 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 What the fuck? Oh my god! Oh man! Oh man! I expect better. I do. That's terrible. Uh, yeah. That nigga, no. That nigga looked like he. That nigga looked like he got an intramural domino trophy in his house. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> that man like he could whip your ass in some spades. <laughs> that nigga looked like he still. That nigga looked like he got a. He got a nigga. He'll fight. He'll fight on site. Over a space game, if you see him to this day, yeah, he been fighting over the same space game since Je- since uh, Martin Luther King got shot. Guarantee yeah, he's still mad at somebody for not watching the board, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, why you cut me, bro? <laughs> oh, send your send your racist stories, send your real life racist encounters along with your listener letters, questions for myself and D Randall. I'll send those to um, opinionswhileblack.com. Opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswhileblack.com where you can find out more about uh, the Least Sober Team in podcasting, where to find Houston's most savage podcast, 
and buy merch. Mm. Buy that merch. Um, we'll be back with the top three with your listener letters in the top three STFUs. This is Houston's most savage podcast. Savage. In case you didn't realize it by now, pour up. We are back. Mm. We are black. Mm. We are opinionated. Mm-hmm. And we're actually not drinking. It's been a while. It's been a, it's been a while. The drinking will come back. Um, in moderation. In moderation. We're just both, both kind of, we're right now, we're just on our health bag. Um, I actually made uh, uh, lettuce wraps for breakfast. I saw you. Breakfast lettuce wraps. I saw you. Them hoes, them, them hoes slap too. Look at you. And I did turkey and I did egg and turkey wraps Saturday morning. Uh, it could have been better. I had, a, I had a couple. It was a, t- a couple of technique issues, but them hoes slap too. Look at you making healthy decisions, man. You know what? Because I, I was trying to make a. What was it? Must have been Thursday night. I hit a wall. And I, you know, I drink a, I drink a lot of water. I, I, I bring salads to work and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, when you're not, and I noticed this from the, we're not gonna, and we're not gonna spend a whole lot of time on this. When you're not in proximity to healthier decisions, it is more of a consorted effort. Because if I didn't want to bring a salad to work back at the bookstore. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I didn't. I wanted to get out of the store. I could just walk across the street to Brown Bag, yeah, and eat and eat a salad over there. And they were so cool. It was about the, it was about the end of the day anyway. And they were like, you know, you can stay past. I know your break goes past our closing, so you can stay while we count the money and all that shit. Um, and it was chill. And you got some time out of the store, and you can get your head together and go back in. I noticed working the downtown branch, they have a they have a diner across the across the street mm-hmm. where you can at least get a chicken Caesar salad. Caesar salad. Now the chicken their chicken Caesar does not slap. The chicken slaps. Everything else does not slap. <laughs> Nothing else about that salad slaps. Yeah, they got three. They got three four three four leaves of lettuce. Cut them in half. Put them in a to go tray. And cut up some perfectly good chicken. But it was a healthier option. Yeah. When you don't have healthier options nearby. Welcome to uh, living in the black neighborhood. Shit. Stafford. Off, right off the beltway. Yeah. Nothing for the, uh, but Popeye's, Burger King, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A. For as far as the eye can see, I'd take a Jimmy John's at this point. And Jimmy John's don't even really slap like that. They just deliver. And I'm talking right, and I'm talking about stuff that's in deliver. Yeah, it's a lot it's way more of an effort to eat healthy when there's nothing healthy near you. Yes. Nothing. I man. Welcome to this bullshit. Um Especially not even like an H E B 
anyway, I, I could that's, it, it, maybe that's a Patreon thing. I don't know. Uh, that's definitely something we can unpack later. Um, it is time for your listener letters. Uh-oh. Uh, let's see. Who is this on the Twitter? Scroll down, scroll down. Uh, oh, Marisha Johnson. Um, shout out to Marisha Johnson, co-host of Black Alert Podcast. Uh, black girls talking, cute black girls talking about Star Trek. Okay. Um, uh, she wants to know my opinions of season two of Picard. I am, darling, I am behind the times. Did I mention? Oh yeah, I think Marisha got married. Congratulations to her. Uh, clap that up. Right. I don't think I don't think I've mentioned that on this podcast. Good job. Clap that up. Y'all look so cute. Um, say, um, uh, so season two of Picard, I have not watched yet. Uh, I have watched season one. Um, I, you know what? It's cause I'm, I don't have the bandwidth to watch multiple Star Treks at one time. And they are start, boy, they Star Trekking the fuck out of us. <laughs> boy, they, don't boy, they have new frontier or something? Nigga, they about to Star Trek us to death. Fam, so here's what we got right now. We got Picard. Uh, we got Discovery, which is mine. I'm working on season three of Discovery because you cannot you cannot sell me against watching Star Trek starring a fine ass black woman. Yeah, yeah. God damn, she fine. So I'm working on season three of that. They got Lower Decks, the cartoon. There was always going to be a Star Trek cartoon. Remember when Star Wars was big and they had that comic book tag and bank? Mm-hmm. Yep. The worst stormtroopers of all time or some shit? Yep. It's like that. So they had lower decks. Now they have Star Trek. Uh, New Frontier? No, 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 no. Not that. It's a, it's a cartoon. Ah, the, the 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a cartoon starring Captain Janeway or some shit. I know what you're talking about, but it's a, it's more like Nickelodeon type shit. Yeah, it's the one that I'm not going to watch. That I'm not going to watch. Yeah. Correct. And then they have the um, Brave New Worlds or some shit. Brand New Worlds. Okay. New Frontiers or some shit with Christopher Pike. Yeah. I might watch that one because. Christopher Pike, I actually, I like this version of Christopher Pike they do. Um, so what's the difference between that one and Discovery? Discovery more and more is becoming about, is more and more is about the ascension of, um, what's her name? Uh, Michael Burnham mm-hmm. to becoming some great Starfleet captain. So this is kind of the prequel to Discovery. No, because uh, Christopher Pike was on seasons two and three, and then he and then once they found Spock, okay, they re, they they got the Enterprise back, so and this, now they're going to do their own Enterprise. This thing. takes place in the same time, yes, just a different crew. It's a different crew. That's that's a lot of Star Trek. It's just where Spock was at before he linked up with Jim Kirk. I don't think they're going to have a Jim Kirk in this version of Star Trek. They haven't shown any. They haven't shown any evidence nor any want to explore Jim Kirk because we've had enough Jim Kirk. And there's supposedly, I think J.J. Abrams is is coming back to the franchise to do I heard something about that. And I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of hype about it because the way, even though everybody talked about Into Darkness bad, um, um, Beyond, 
mm-hmm. was actually a really good Star Trek story. I, I like I like the the Abrams movies. I like the Abrams movies as well. I think Beyond didn't do so well because they mismarketed Idris mm-hmm. Elba. They told everybody Idris Elba was going to be in that shit, and he was. He was the bad guy. But nobody told him he was going to be head to toe an alien. So you wouldn't recognize him yeah. unless you unless you know his voice, which black people do at this point. Yeah. Um, but it was a good story. Um, I'm hype about. I am hype about Picard. I would go ahead. I know you haven't seen season one. I would go ahead and invest. Um, as a Jim Kirk diehard stand, I finally understand what the big deal is about Captain Picard. Okay, I get it now. Captain Cook, when they when they have the resources and the and the special effects to do everything you can do with that character and the people around him, mm-hmm. Picard has a hard ass storyline, and they they show they show real reverence to next generation without hammering you in the head with it. I like seeing Jonathan Frakes again, um, uh, and and. The, oh, the the oh, the psychiatrist he was always trying to fuck. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed that. So I have not watched season two of Picard yet, but I'm very hype about where that about where that can go. Um, I'm hyped to see Seven of Nine. I'm hyped to see uh, oh god, god god what's his name Q. There you go. Um, what else we got? Let's go to. Actually, let's go to somebody texted me about something they want about something they wanted me to talk about, yeah. and I don't remember exactly what it is. So I'm gonna go to the group chat. My niggas always have a have a listener letter from the fucking group chat. They hit you from all angles. I'm telling you, man. Like you never, you really never know. Okay, Euphonic has a listener letter. Uh, the Marvel, the Marvel nerd he is. Uh. Uh, now that John Watts has officially stepped down as director of Fantastic Four, who would you or who would you and Randall hire to direct Marvel's first real go at Fantastic Four? Also, how hype are you for Doctor Strange, uh, if at all? Uh, very hype for Doctor Strange. Um, it you know what? It's hard to be hyped for Marvel movies now. Like I'm going to watch them and they look good. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's gonna be lit. It's hard to be lit. It's hard to be like lit as fuck for them because you know the product you're getting. Yeah, I don't expect I don't expect Marvel to give me subpar at this point. Some of y'all don't like Moon Knight, but I love Moon Knight. Um, I don't expect them to give me less than entertaining. And everything everything I've seen of Multiverse of Madness has told me is going to look is going to be wonderful. I've seen nothing about it, and I'm keeping it that way until I see it this Thursday. So y'all don't text me shit about this movie. Don't text me spoilers. Don't text me production notes. Nothing. Nothing. As far as I'm the same way. I I haven't listened to anything. I haven't watched anything. Uh, I saw the trailer, but I all these deep analysis for the trailer that nope. are true. No, I, I don't do that. Nope. I don't do that shit. Just enjoy the movie. Give me, give me the movie. Just hurry Just up. Give me the movie. Give me the fucking movie. You know what? I saw the teaser at the end of, what was it, Spider-Man or whatever? Yeah. And I allowed it. I was like, okay, you got me on a on a, on a on a an end credit scene. 
You well, got me. It was smart. I, I think that, that's. I think that's acceptable. That's part of the product. Yeah, I, I took that. I was like, they all right, had cool. to give you something, and I haven't seen the thing since. Yeah, and you don't need to. And y'all need to miss me with with all that. But I guess to answer his his more immediate question, who who would we want to see direct Fantastic Four? In the absence of uh, Mr. Watts, <sighs> I, I honestly don't care. As as I'm the, the same way. As long as it's like, just give me the movie. It, I don't care because at this point, the car has already been built. My thing with the Marvel movies is the car has already been built. Yeah, they're just looking for someone to drive it and not drive it off the side of the road. Just you know. They know where they're going. They know the direction. They know all that shit. Yeah. They just need to put people in those places to ensure that that is successful and does not drive off of a cliff. Just don't let Josh Trank do it. Oh, my. Even, even Josh Trank is kind of like, y'all, I'm not proud of shit either. Yeah. That that, that Miles Teller bullshit. Um, it, it, it could have been good. Are we ever going to have a conversation about how Miles Teller is not as great as what they keep as the shit they keep shoving him in? I, again, I think I think he is as good as his source material. He's like Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, fair I mean, enough. Michael B. Jordan is an okay actor, but he's as good as his source. He's as good as the source material. He's that's good, how I feel. He's as good as how he's being directed, and that's why I don't criticize Michael B. Jordan. Not to get off too off task. Yeah. That's not why I criticize Michael B. Jordan. That's why I don't criticize him because as long as for every one Michael B. Jordan, there's like 10 Miles Tellers. Yeah. And there's 10 Miles Tellers that they keep shoving at us. So I don't, I, I'm fine with a Michael B. Jordan um, shaking it up once in a while. Um, actually, actually. You got if, one? If, I, if I have to name someone, and, and only because this is relatively fresh in my mind, um, because I've recently seen everything everywhere all at once. Let Dan let Dan Quan take a shot at it. Is that is that the guy who did that? Yeah, let Dan Quan take a I shot. I still at haven't it. watched that. He uh, oh, it's, Craig it's, Lindsay be- Craig Lindsay practically begged me to watch it. You, well, it might be too late now. It is one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Well, he begged me to go like go to the film, but he one day he was like, "You have to see that shit." Yeah, you got to see it, and okay. it's and it's produced by the Russos, so. They actually, Dan Kwan, I believe, if if I if I remember the story correctly, was was originally approached to do Shang Chi, okay, initially, but then no, or either him or the Russos, I can't remember, was originally approached to do it, but this but did this instead, and all that to say, even though this is kind of in a different league than the Fantastic Four would be, I would be very curious to see him do it. Just because I think he did a great job on this one, I would like to see what's his name. The um, oh oh, what, what was he in that? I just started. I just watched him. Um, uh, Ratcatcher Two's dad that directed Thor and the other Thor. Uh, oh God, Korg. Yeah, Korg. Talking about Taika Waititi. Yes. Him do fat. Actually, I would love to see those Ben Grimm scenes. Actually. I could see it. I would. I would literally let Taika direct anything. Correct, and I would be happy with it. Correct. I agree. That's that's where I am at it. 
my 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 realest answer would be James Gunn, but I know that's never going to happen. No, no, no. Sadly, <laughs> he's done with y'all niggas. He's done with you, comic book motherfuckers. <laughs> y'all cause him more than enough headache. Get the fuck out of my face. Uh, never again. And we are poorer for it. Wait, is he not doing Guardians Three? That's it. I mean, oh, he's done after that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. What are people tagging me in? Oh, okay, people are tagging me in things that are not podcast related. Um. Uh, oh well, there are some titties. Uh, moving on. I'm in the. I'm clearly in the wrong. <laughs> I was looking through the Instagram to see. I'm clearly in the wrong account. Yeah. Um. Somebody did send me something on Insta. He's in the burner account. <laughs> Extra Maestro says, what's a regret or missed opportunity that you'd like to rectify or resolve? Ooh, that's deep. Uh, I actually have an answer to this. And it, let me say that I this used to be a regret of mine, but then I had to put things into perspective. <clears throat> yes. The only thing that I've... I've ever really had a, 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 a real sense of regret for is not playing basketball in seventh grade. Really? Uh, because, at, and at the time, I'm not going to lie, I was, I was probably the second or third best basketball player in the school, in middle school. I just did not like the basketball coach. So I elected to not play basketball. And I think that huh. that, you know, could have, Changed the course of you know me playing in high school and maybe maybe even after you know, uh, but I also realized that if I had done that, then my my path would have been very different, and I wouldn't have met the people that I met right in high school and subsequently in college and so forth, and then my life today would not be anything like you know it is now, hmm. um, and I'm I'm very happy with the way my life is now, so. Um, that was a regret that I had at one point, but I, I grew out of it. Okay. Okay. Let's see. I don't have many regrets. Um, I don't know. Maybe not, maybe not going to PVA. I, where Justin Simeon went, I, I, I went to school. I went to like elementary school with Justin Simeon. For those of you that don't know who did Dear White People. Because um, everybody who came, everybody from my generation who came out of PVA came out a fucking filthy rich superstar genius. Um, Robert Glasper went to PVA. You said PVA. Okay. I thought you said PV at first. No. I thought you, you meant the- Prairie View at first. That's, that's, that's why I was looking at you like, wait, 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 wait. No, no, we were we were, no. About, we were about to have an intervention. Hell, no. sorry, hell no. That's when you know. That's when. You, that's when you know I was going through severe depression. The fuck. So you're talking about the high school I'm for performing and visual high arts. High school for the performing visual arts. Okay. Oh, um, that makes sense. Fuck no, because everybody, because everybody that came out of there is the fucking superstar genius or some shit. Beyonce, Beyonce allegedly went there. Beyonce's sister did. You know that 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 she definitely did. I don't know about Beyonce. Um, that train was going to happen, but like I always look at me because me and Justin Simeon uh, took 
a media class together. This was like this was they like they took some of the gifted kids that clearly had interests outside of the regular curriculum mm-hmm. and put them in the and and made them eligible for this media this media literacy class, which is where you kind of your first introduction to um close ups and pans and working with the camera and and all this kind of shit. I didn't it was again, school was one of those things where you just I was just doing it and you were just doing the work because you couldn't not be in school. And so I didn't get the the magnitude of being one of these gifted kids because my parents had never really impressed that upon me because they weren't really gifted kids or any of that shit. And Justin was really good at this shit. I was okay at it. But again, I didn't have access to all that shit. Because uh, in retrospect, I grew up low middle class or poor, like we talked about. And Justin eventually, you know, goes on to be the creator and director of Dear White People. And I am working the job that I'm working and getting yelled at all the time. That's a that is a missed bag. I so I mean it's not as missed a bag because you don't know. You I, know. I was like I was like eight. We are we are all exactly where we're supposed to be. And that's and for the most part, except for this thing that I always make jokes about. That's kind of how I've always felt. Yeah. I would I I couldn't imagine being happy anywhere else. To be honest with you, yeah. And I couldn't imagine not doing this podcast. I would not. Have, I would not have made the. Fr- I would not have made the dear friend that I have made. I would not have been open to creating opportunities for other people. And I just think I. I, I wouldn't have the. I wouldn't have the character that I have if I had uh, just ascended to filthy rich Netflix fame, like Justin did. <laughs> Justin's a good guy. I'm not saying he's not a good guy, but. I don't know. I, I don't know if I would be the same good guy. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't see it. Um, one last one I see. Blah, 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 from DJ Byrne. Always good to hear from him. Mm-hmm. To everyone, uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so please take this time to pause and evaluate how we treat others. One interaction can be the difference in someone's life. We don't know the, we don't know the stressors others have so be a positive difference. And to those reading, listening, I want you to know that I see you. You are not and you are not alone. I love you and see you at the top. Get that man fucking air horns, bro. I can't say it any better than he did. This is a this is a once in a lifetime. I'm I'm going to just say it. And you I, I'm I, you can quote me, I'm stand by it. DJ Burn is a once in a lifetime nigga. Real talk. For the things that he goes through daily on a daily basis, and he still manages to believe to to believe and see the vision for others. Mm-hmm. That's a real nigga. That's a real nigga. That's a real nigga. I'm happy to have on the team. I I I say that and I stand by it to the day I die. Yeah. Um. Thank y'all for the listener letters. Good round this. Good round this time around. Um, 
Y'all know what to do. Opinionswildblack at gmail.com, opinionswildblack.com. Find us on the social medias. Hit us up. Ask us things. Uh, until then, it's time for the top three STFUs. Mm. Who are the three people in America who should be cordially invited to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up! Number three, Kevin Samuels. Huh? Yes, uh, the real-life the, the real uh, inspiration behind Mr. Peanut has returned. Wow. Um, saying more stupid, goofy shit. You know, so, uh, I, well, never mind. I read that to you. That nigga that tried to defend Kevin Samuels on my shit. Yeah. What, what a fucking, what a fucking moron. But I knew him, and I knew, I've known him since elementary school, and I remember he didn't get any pussy in high school either. He didn't get any pussy in high school, and he stayed hanging out with the white girls, hoping. Who also never fucked him. Um, but I digress. Kevin Samuels has said that if he's quoted as saying that if you are thirty five and up, if you are a black woman, you are thirty five and older, you are considered a leftover woman, sir. You are fifty six years old on YouTube. Commenting on women half your age, usually. You are twice divorced. You are single. And you are not paying child support. You, sir, are a leftover woman. <laughs> we can get at we can get at Neither. When when do we finally when do we finally become tired of him? That's what I'm wondering. That I'm I. I don't understand how he has not been, how his career has not been executed and pushed off. And you know, and, and I'm going to tell you this, and we left this, I left this out and run down. I meant to put this out there, and I might still if we have a free 30 seconds. Fam, because he has given rise and he has emboldened all these red pill fuck niggas who got no pussy until they were like 26. He's emboldened all these people to get mics and start talking shit about black women. He's the godfather. He's like the godfather of fuck nigga them in podcasting. He's made a quantum leap in the game. And so now you have his sons like fresh and fit. I'll get to them in a minute. Out here talking this cash shit based on this high value man bullshit. He himself is not the high-value man he keeps talking about. Does that, hair, does that hairy nigga in your bed think you a leftover woman? <laughs> Still ain't letting go of that. I mean, Kevin Samuels has gotten to the point where he's been beyond the point where he's not even interesting. He, he's not even remarkable to speak of, even to, even to cap on. Like, it's... Uh, it's annoying. And and that's the thing. There's nothing really remarkable about what he's saying. And I hate the niggas that that try to tell me and this this was a highlight of the he was like because every time I say something, they always go, Oh, well, it's just you're just getting caught up in the delivery. Oh, well, sometimes his well, I'll admit maybe his delivery's a little off. Guess what, y'all? Delivery matters. When you are talking to people, 
especially black women, who are the least protected in our society. They have a right to decide how they're going to be spoken to. And you don't get to talk to people any way you fucking feel like. That's called tact. Maybe it's because I've worked in customer service a lot of my life. But how you speak to people who haven't done anything to you matters. Yeah. That is my hugest problem with Kevin Samuels, is that he has emboldened niggas to feel like they can talk to these women however the fuck they feel like, and that is not community. That is not how community works on any discernible level. A community is where people can come to that community as a whole and say, this is the problem I have. This is my problem. This is what I feel like people are doing to to, to make that problem worse. This is how I feel, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be, but this is how I feel like we can fix that problem. And the people in the community hear that and implement. Well, y'all, well, y'all heard it. Going forward, let's do X, Y, and Z. That's not how the community hears black women right now. When the, when the, when the black, when black women come to the community with a problem, everyone rolls their fucking eyes. And, say, and, and says, oh, this is about some bullshit I got to do, isn't it? Like somebody's asking you to wash the fucking dishes for the fifth time, Umar. Like your grandma, like your grandma told you to put the fucking meat out at 7 o'clock in the morning before you went to school. And the meat's still in the fucking freezer when you got home. And you're going to get your ass whooped. The only thing I can say about him is that his, he only he and the fresh and fit dudes and all these other folks only appeal to guys who already have issues with self esteem and confidence and Correct. just don't and just don't want to admit it. Correct. They they just want to feel better. I mean, they are. It, it's the same appeal that mediocre white men give to other mediocre white men. It's that false sense of exceptionalism. I've I don't I don't feel like shit myself. So let me find somebody else to shit on. That's that's the only appeal, and that's that's why I don't even like engaging that kind of shit because it's just it's boring. And that's the other, and that's the other thing. And, I, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to get off, and I'm going to get off of this. Uh, but and Randall reminded me. And the other thing is, white people don't have this that I've ever seen. Yeah, they do. Do they? Absolutely. Do white people? Do white people have have people that specifically go around telling other white people? What they can and cannot aspire to in life? Absolutely. He was just president of the United States. <laughs> that was his, yeah. his whole his whole platform was built on that white exceptionalism. It was it was the reason why you ain't shit is because of these other people. Right. You know, you are better than all these other people. That, that, that's what his whole that's what the whole platform is built on. So it's he's absolutely borrowing from the same playbook as as mediocre white men have been doing for ages. Because mediocre white people aspire to any fucking thing they want. Right. The fact that we say, the fact that Julia Fox is a name we say. Well, maybe not a name we say. The fact that Julia Fox was ever a name She's we a say. She's a running joke that we talk about. Well, yeah, now. I was just, yeah, it was Ryan Either way. Yo, she's ugly as fuck, man. She is d- d- subpar. I don't even know why y'all, anyway. I, I've never heard the, it, I've never heard a good excuse to use the word gaunt-faced white woman. 
until coming across Julia uh, Julia Fox. Yikes. Uh, for all that said, Kevin Samuels can once again get the biggest shut the, shut fuck, the fuck up. Um, number two is Terry Crews. He's back? <sighs> for better or worse. Damn. Terry Crews is out here um, up on his apology tour. Um, he's apologizing for all the fuck shit he said concerning black people. He must have eaten a carb and felt guilty about that shit. <laughs> yeah. Also, that means he's probably trying to look for a job somewhere. Also, he's probably intermittent fasting. And, you know, that shit, that shit gets to your mind. Um, I don't, I don't care. We don't want to hear it. I, let me just say, there are some, now, there are some people who see the light every now and then. And this is one of those things where actions are going to have to speak louder than words. Cause Don Lemon was on the same shit for a long time and saw the light and probably saw the ratings, but also saw the light and he implemented Don Lemon now is not the same Don Lemon from ten years ago, Mm-mm. but that was a that was a character arc. That was a yeah. We had to see that shit in real time. It's it was a sight to behold. And Terry Crews, we got to see some real shit from you. We got to see some real shit from you. Stop dancing for these fucking white people. Stop the goddamn dancing. First, first and foremost, you know. Start thinking about the shit you say. You, did you? I hate. I hate that it has to go to people's family. But do you know Sarah J was trending because people thought that Terry Crews, that Terry Crews's wife, was Sarah J, or that because they look, they look, they favor in the face. She and I. I had looked at it first thing. I was like, oh my god. That's he unfortunate. Did, he did marry. He did marry a strange faced white woman. Damn. I've, I've, I have put that name into search engines more times than I should be proud of. Um. <laughs> Speaking of regrets. <laughs> oh boy! All that to say. I mean, she's funny looking, but she's talented. Uh, Terry Crews got to have sh- something going for her. Yeah, Terry Crews. Terry Crews got to shut the fuck up, dog. I, shut I, the I, fuck up! I don't care. I don't care. And until he shows us something where he takes an L, maybe not even takes an L, but just shows us something that demonstrates that you understand what it is you're sorry for and are implementing going forward, like Don Lemon did, I'm not interested. And I don't think anybody else culturally is interested. Nobody. Is Brooklyn Nine Nine even on the air anymore? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um and the number one person who should shut the fuck up uh is Joe Budden. Wow. The man with the be- the man with the beard for a bandit mask himself. Uh Joe Button is out here been talking cash shit this week. And it- he really does have like a peel and stick beard. <laughs> <laughs> it really uh, does look like if I wanted to imitate Joe Button, I could just draw that with a magic marker. Yeah. 
Um, Joe Budden was well. First of all, well, he's been on kind of a weird downward spiral this week. First, he had some unfavorable shit to say about the Meg uh, about the Meg interview. Called the interview with Gail King disgusting. I didn't see she's doing all that crying. I didn't see one tear. And this is a this is a conspiracy from the label. And the label trying to get out in front of it. <sighs> Shut up, man. <laughs> um, and then people and then people lambasted him about it as they do. And his response to it on his on his Saturday podcast was even worse. Because then he tried to he tried to compare the Meg and Tory case to Evelyn Lozada and Ocho Cinco, huh? because that ruined because you know according to him that ruined Ocho Cinco's career, and um, oh him being a fool in general is what ruined his career. I would say those are two people that were abusive to each other. Don't get me wrong, Evelyn Lozada is a psychopath. Fine ass psychopath, but a psychopath nonetheless. Um, but those are two narcissists abusing each other. It's just like the shit with the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing. Those are two people. It, it, the, at most, that proves that those are two people that were hurting each other, which does not absolve either one, but does not make either one a victim either. Right. Joe was trying to frame it in that in that light that Meg is somehow destroying Tory's career um and that nobody's ever going to buy his shit again which is proven untrue because there are people that jam Tory no matter what that don't give a fuck about Meg and have and his own his own little former intern Savon was like I think we I I think we lost more from on Tory's side than we did on Meg's side from her getting shot. They've said that on Savon's podcast. And my thing is this. Yeah, because y'all don't and, and don't get me wrong, because I know a lot of it is in the spirit of men get abused too. I that's the feeling I get. And Evelyn even told him, fam, on social media, it was like, fam. Quit putting, quit bringing my name up and worry about your own shit. Because Joe got some domestic violence charges that somebody could bring up and put him through the ringer on too. And Tahiri Jose, still fine, came back and saw what Evelyn said and was like, oh, she's speaking facts. Must I bring up, must I post the bruises again? That alone should give Joe Budden no leg to stand on. That by itself should give Joe no leg to stand on whatsoever. And if someone that I allegedly, or whatever, abused in the past says some shit like that, how about I never speak on domestic violence ever again? Again. Ever. You, basically, if we want to put it in simple terms, they ethered him. I'm just saying, and I get it. Like I said, and I want to address this real quick. I get it that a lot of it is in the spirit of, well, men men get abused too, and sometimes men get lied on. The percentages of that are very low. And, and many of which have been proven false. And I get that. 
the problem I have with men bringing that up, uh, this, this men get abused too, which is true, is the fact that y'all only bring it up to derail the conversation about a woman that has been abused. It's the only time I hear about this shit. I, and maybe it would be taken more seriously if you had a platform for it aside from shutting women up, up about what they're going through. I, I think that I think the the initial approach of always aiming to disprove what people are claiming is kind of central to the issue that we have with properly supporting people who, who deal with trauma. The natural reaction in, in a lot of these cases is, especially if a, if a woman makes a claim that something happened to her, the first thing that a lot of people try to do is to figure out whether it's true or not, not going through, you know, legal or, you know, or law based channels to do so but in the in the court of public opinion we put upon ourselves to try to determine whether or not this person is telling the truth about about accusations that are being raised against you know somebody right and and even you know obviously the the megan the megan incident is a good example of that same thing with with johnny depp and amber heard why do we even give a fuck why why is their trial even on tv why do we even care and it's like you said, it, it, by all accounts, it looks like both of them were mutually abusive and petty with each other. Correct. Why do we have to sit here and watch this other than for entertainment purposes? Because they, they, they both have motives to keep this in the public eye. Um, one, for, so Amber Heard can get spousal support and get that bag. And two, so Johnny, so Johnny Depp can block, that, block giving her that bag uh, because... He is semi-broke and has been semi-broke for some years now. Why do we even care? And so it's it's manipulating the public, the court of public opinion because it's in us to care about these things when we see it in social media. It's manipulating the court of public opinion so that they can get what they want and we see no, reap no rewards from this because it's not our thing. We got to stop caring about the intimate details of people that we don't know personally. That's just real estate in your mind that, that that's just real estate in your mind that just takes up space. Like I don't give a shit if Amber Heard took a dump on Johnny Depp's bed. I don't. I think I, it's funny. I, I, it is funny. I, I'll give it that. That but is kind of hilarious. I, you know, and, and, and you're right. It, it, it goes back to us buying into a lot of things that should not matter to us. Yeah. Now, um, with with the Megan incident, I, I I do care about what happens because it, it sets a precedent for how how women are treated when they when they have to deal with incidents like this. Correct. Um, I, I I think it's it speaks more to the motivations of the accused when you have tangible forensic evidence to show that something happened. And then there's a whole, like, there's a whole side of people who are trying to discredit. It's, it's the same, like, okay, here it is. I got it. I got it. I got it. The, the, way, that, the way that black men are treating Megan is the same way the white people treated Mike Brown when, when he got shot. Yep. 
the first thing that they tried to do was to try to, they tried to discredit Mike Brown and said that he was this, that, and the third, when at the end of the day, he was an unarmed black man that got shot by a cop. Hit him. Talk, talk to him. And I just, I'm full stop. Talk to him. Just it's a true. Full, just a full stop. So in that sense, that's that's the kind of shit that I care about is that the, the your your flight to discredit the victim in this case. Because, look, regardless of what we knew about Mike Brown, we knew that Mike Brown was dead. Correct. Regardless of what we know about Megan Thee Stallion, we know that Megan Thee Stallion got shot in not one but both of her feet. That there are still bullet fragments in both of her feet. We know that. Why are, why, why are, we, even we, why are we even seeking to discredit her? With stupid shit. With stupid shit that y'all don't really know shit about. Well, she got bullet fragments in her feet. Why is she still walking and dancing the way she does? Motherfucker, Penny Hardaway played actual professional basketball. Yeah. With bullet fragments in his feet. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't care if Megan Thee Stallion slapped the dog shit out of Tory Lanez before she got out that vehicle. Nothing that happened in that vehicle could possibly mean that she deserved to get shot. Unless she pulled out a gun on him and he was acting in self-defense, which was 100% not the case. So y'all really got to think about why you're in such a hurry, in such a rush to discredit people when that has nothing to do at all with what happened. And it's because a lot of these black men have been in these situations and ultimately they're trying to exonerate themselves. There you go. There you go. Hurt people hurt people. Including and especially Joe Budden. Joe Budden got to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! Trim your beard, bro. Shave that shit off. Get a get a get a just I mean just, just all the way off. Just just Oh, I don't I don't know about that. Nah. I don't I don't trust black people with no facial hair. Okay. That's a that's an old wives' tale. You're right. Don't trust black people with no facial hair and don't trust white white men with it. You're right. Yeah, don't do that. You're right. Um one th- one more I I know we we've we're about to hit um we're about to hit three hours. God but damn. yeah. Uh we're about to hit three hours. But I did want to leave us with Fresh and fit, uh, getting dragged by white people. I don't normally go for the white people draggings, but fresh and fit have it coming. Um, this is, I believe, I don't know if this is fresh or fit because he looks like neither. Um, but uh, this is the one with the terrible with the terrible haircut. He needs to get rid of. Uh, skinny light skinned niggas don't need to have his haircut no more Um, but he said some stupid shit and the white people lambasted him he was, a just, guest. he was a guest on some white people's podcast and they lit him up let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and do that women are not the same women like attention men want sex so my thing is a man is capable of having sex with other women while still loving his girl the same. You're actually saying that in a relationship, it's okay for men to go and explore other options, but we have to be happy with you and not explore options. Absolutely. Close on your end, open on my end, and I think there should be honest Why? between the two. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why would crazy. anyone agree to that? You, you can't just yeah. go throwing that thing around. Yeah. I spoke no, I spoke to Dan I spoke to Dan. I spoke to Dan Balsarian. Yeah, I'm sick of you asking to finish your long, boring answers that are the same answer every time we ask you a question. Even Dan Balsarian last week well, told me to my face, so fing what clown? Here you are on the show. I can turn you off as well. 
Just turn <laughs> these clowns off. See you, fellas. Grow up. Ring us back when you're 30 and you've got half a brain. You're not running around being led by your own dicks. Bye-bye. See, See you later. Turn Bye. them off. <laughs> oh, man, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That That is... I don't normally go for white people stopping black people, but I'll make an exception today. <sighs> that was the stupidest shit I've ever. D. Randall, if we've done a podcast. Man, look. We've done a podcast. This is an epic podcast. Fuck Fresh and Fit. Fuck Fresh and Fit. Fuck them. Tell them I said so. Tell them, tell them all said so. I, I, no, no, I wouldn't gladly come on their podcast. No, never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even not even to lambast them. I'm leaving. You know what? I am leaving that to the black to the black women so far that have done so, mm-hmm. and the white women. I'm leaving that to them. This is the same white girl doing another song, word for word. Oh, that's got that song has nigga in it. That song has nigga in it. Guaranteed. Look, that white girl said nigga all day, every day. Uh, uh, that bitch says nigga to keep her teeth white. <laughs> Guaranteed. I'm done after that. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, guys, thank you so much. Um, it's been a hell of an episode. This episode was long, but I feel like we. I feel like it was long, full of conversations that are necessary. Um, we got we got we got to think about if we're gonna be here next week though, because next <laughs> week is Mother's Day. Oh shit! Oh, you are correct. My my mom probably my mom doesn't care. Well, I, that, that, so that's up to you. My, my mother mom. and sister. My mom doesn't care. Just don't fucking. She's just kind of like don't fucking bug me. That's all. Yeah, I gotta see. Oh yeah, you got it's you, a you got multiple mothers to show 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 reverence and appreciation to give give food to. We'll talk about it. Uh, we'll talk about what happens. We we might go on a break. I don't know. Um, guys, it's been it's been real. It's been emotional. Love y'all to death. Thank you for joining us on this ride. We'll be back possibly next week. Uh, possibly with more foolishness and fuckery. Yeah. Um, y'all know what? Overall, y'all know what it is. We're gonna be here. We didn't get this far to stop before two hundred. Hell no. Hell no. Four years and under two hundred? No, that's not happening. It has been that long. It's about to. It's about to be year four. Is it? Yeah, it's about to be year four. Um, until then, this has been episode one eighty. Eighty of opinions while black. I have been Oz. I am Chet Hanks's poor Trinidadian accent. <laughs> Still. <laughs> and as always, imparting titties. Oh, my God. Why do we let Chet Hanks live? He's actually funny, though. I'll give it to him. That was funny. That was funny. He's a good sport. I'll give it to him. Uh, Funny episode. We might talk about it in Patreon. Uh, Bye, y'all.